The Reaper, the Maelstrom, and the Thief is a Dungeons and Dragons show by Rollcast, intended for mature audiences. It contains mature themes, strong language, violence, <laughs> and drug references. Full content warnings can be found in the episode description. Hello and welcome back to the table. As usual, I am joined by Ragnarok, our half-orc bard, played by JB. Yes. Uh, Gregor, our dragonborn cleric, played by Coogan. And Ivok, our human monk, played by Gaz. Hello. And as usual, I am your unflappable DM, Tom. Uh, so, guys... Last time that we did this, I uh, I asked you guys a couple of questions. Well, a question about your about your characters, about who you are. Get a little bit more information out there. So, following on from that, and in a bit less of a risque kind of question, although potentially risque, what is your favourite way to relax? Start Ooh. off with start off with you, Coogan. Oh yes. Oh, Gregor. Uh... Favorite way to relax? That's a good question for a dragon bar. Well, I gotta say, yeah, I've got nothing. Absolutely nothing. Um, <laughs> I would say for Gregor, I think the best way to relax is probably in a nice pub somewhere next to a nice fire and maybe reminiscing about old times, I think, and maybe trying to also figure out what to do next. I would say for Gregor. That's fair uh, enough. Yeah, having him probably a mead and like trying to work out his next move. He's always he's always a thinker. Well, trying to be a thinker. That's fair play. Yeah, yeah I'm uh, happy with that. Yeah, that's fair enough. Um, Ragnarok, how's your favourite way to relax? Um, Rag doesn't really like to relax, to be honest. So, um... Choosing a favourite would probably be quite difficult for him. When he relaxes, he just can't stop thinking about women. So, um, and spending the time around these other companions, um, it's yeah, it's a little bit tricky. So it's a bit of a sausage fest, isn't it? It's a bit of a sausage fest, yeah. So, uh, yeah, avoids. All aspects of relaxing at all costs because he he just can't really control himself when he does. So my favorite thing about relaxing is not relaxing. <laughs> well said. Well said. Insightful. Very insightful. <laughs> it, it it actually does explain quite a lot about Ragnarok. To be it's quite like honest, it's like PMQs. <laughs> <laughs> There's less lying than PMQs. <laughs> and finally, Ivok, how about you? How do you like to relax after a hard day of killing things? <clears throat> well, that's, I think it's rather obvious, really. It comes with my occupation. It'd be the meditating. It's a wonderful place to be. You get to a point of numbness, stillness, a sense of calm. That's what fair. I like to do. Fair enough. I think. I think actually, yeah. Out of every answer that we've got, that is the 
First one which could actually be seen as relaxing. Apart from drinking at a tavern, actually. Wow. Well, I remember. Book. I remember back in the guild, one of the things we used to do was called the still warming, where it was actually it was a rather rigorous trial, but you would actually have to sit out in the cold mountain air around in the snow and sit perfectly still, not even shiver with the cold. Just that doesn't to, sound relaxing to me. Well, it's not relaxing unless you do it right. Sounds like a fucking nightmare. Yeah, either relax or die of hypothermia doesn't sound relax. That that'd probably have the opposite effect. But well, you do you. It's you do you. Chose to relax. Just a matter of trading, my friend. So, moving along from that, the last time we had seen all of you guys, you had finally, finally actually made it to the uh, Mithril Mines. You'd made it to Menel and you'd pass through a long entranceway into the Mithril Mines and um, due to their racial heritage, we'll say, uh, neither Ebchar or Amrius thought that they could actually speak to these crystal elves that resided in the Mithril Mines, and as such, they kind of asked you guys if you would um, essentially act as ambassadors, which you all did relatively well. There was a, one or two misunderstandings, um, but you did get introduced to Ilya Shardlight, the leader of the Crystal Elves, and again, it all seemed to be going very well. He was admitting you entrance to the lower levels. He even gave you a little bit of information about another group that had um, had essentially already been there saying that they were going to deal with things but alas they have not returned as of yet um, which made you all a bit a little bit wary of them thinking that they might actually be the um, the cult that um, that you're well that you're aware of now however upon crossing the like entrance floor you all realised that it was actually kind of like a shop front with a lot of inert new mine crystals for sale and a lot of new mine crystal vendors essentially. Whilst all of you pretty much made your way over to the elevator to the lower levels, Ragnarok did not. Ragnarok noticed that these crystals were very shiny and quite potentially very expensive. And unfortunately, Ragnarok is no longer in Salt Harbour anymore, which means the nullifying effect of the pink new mine crystal is no longer in play. And unfortunately, Ragnarok could not resist the compulsion to steal a lot of crystals. Um, and similarly to what happened in the Market Rust all those, all that time ago, it did not pan out how he expected. A lot of his uh, plans were scuppered, essentially. Um, he did manage to pick up one or two crystals, um, quite a few actually, but not the amount that would leave him satiated. So instead, um, what he did after his magic hand had been detected and already set off a series of events that led to Ivor accidentally killing a guard using his eye powers and Gregor slamming a boulder onto the guard's head and his own foot as Ivor started tremoring the entire cave already weakening a structure I mean I wouldn't have called that self-defense but alright fair enough um, you know rope tackling the guy and just smacking the hell out of a paralysed man but again you justify how you can sleep at night that's fine um, called the double tap 
<laughs> Regardless, Rag wasn't actually privy to all of this. He was quite intent on focusing on getting his own crystals. And once again, he utilised his his signature, we'll say, and unleashed a thunder wave within the cavern. Unfortunately for Rag, the cavern structure had already weakened due to uh, due to Ivok using uh, Farmaturgy, was it? I'm assuming, to uh, rumble everything. I don't think it's called that, but... Regardless... It's a way I... of the river flower, isn't it? Uh, regardless, due to Ivor weakening the structure with his rumbling, it did cause quite the cave-in as the roof started crumbling down upon all of them, and Rag's thunder wave decimated the majority, if not all, of the shop vendors. Um, because of this, they had to pretty much dash towards the elevator. You guys just managed to make it there after Ivok saved Rag from a falling stalactite. Um, Rag, you noticed as you were entering the elevator that Ilya was there, dropped to his knees in utter despair. The elevator ride down was a bit tense, we'll say, with Amrius and quite a few of the other members of the group displaying their distaste at what you guys did. However, because you've already now got to the mining area, you all decided to continue travelling together, and with Gregor leading the way, you searched quite a few different cabins. Unfortunately, Gregor did not know where he was going. So you all doubled back, uh, but not before Rag, you found some more new mine crystals and carts, um, and again you felt that compulsion to take one. You couldn't resist that, so you did pick one up. And as you've made your way back to the entrance cavern, um, entrance chamber should I say, half the group have gone off, leaving you three, Raynor, uh, Fu and Dravlan. And it is as you are all travelling to the west, following the rest of the group, that you've all noticed that there's quite a few tremors. Um, again, quite a few digging noises, quite a few kind of clacking noises. And after a little bit of tension, you realise that you have now come face to face with two large imposing umber hulks. A brill? Yes. And that's where we join you all today, facing down these two large umber hulks. So. Right. Elemental atonement. That was the okay. one. That was the one bigger stone. So, retrospectively, I'll say that because. Ivor uses elemental atonement. Uh, yeah, that kind of helped Rag fuck up an entire civilization. Yes. Lovely people. Wouldn't mind returning one day. He <laughs> <laughs> might have some trouble there. I don't even know if that elevator is working. You guys have not checked. Um, but can I ask you all to roll me. Uh, I've forgotten the name of the roll. This is. We're off to a great start. Initiative. Initiative. Initiative, that's the one. He yeah, spent so 12. long reading other stuff. You forget that. 12, you say? 22. Oh, do we add something? Sorry. Yes, if you've got... Um, yeah. Uh, 14, sorry. 14. <laughs> uh, Rag, what was you again? Sorry. 22. 22. Ivor? Plus 4, 4, 5, 17. 17, yep. Mm. Just rolling for these boys as well. Do we have music? Uh, we will, if you give me a second. 
unfortunately, I am just currently um, rolling everyone else's. Probably should have done this before we started, but you know, that's not the authentic D&D experience if you don't wait five minutes for your DM to uh, roll everything. Uh, Rag, what is your dex? Just your straight up dex. Fifteen. Fifteen, okay. Okay. So our order of combat then is Rag, then Fu, then Umberhulk number two, which is the one in the bottom left. Uh, then we have Dravlan. Then we have Ivok. Sorry, I'm just moving all of these across as I'm doing this. Uh, we have Dravlan, then we have Ivok, then we have Gregor, then we have Raynor, and then finally the uh, final Umberhulk. That is our order of combat for the day. Uh, just about done, sorry about this guys. Okay, so... Rag, we start with you. Yes. Okay. So, I'm going to go straight in to Umberhulk number one, actually. Yeah. Umberhulk number one is the top this chapel here. Yes, that's correct. Yeah. Um, and I'm going to cast Vicious Mockery. Okay. So. so go on. No, I was just going to say, so what is that role then? that our Umberhulk is going to have to do, I believe. Uh, wisdom save of 15. 15, okay. Okay, so you you kind of... Um, the second that this Umberhulk kind of claws its way out, you notice it and so you dash forward about 10, 10, pay, uh, 10 feet. You plant your feet down. Uh, what do you say to this Umberhulk? Say, hey, Pinzer, take this with a pinch of salt. Just kind of clacks, clacks as it looks at you inquisitively as you shout that at it. What happens on a, on a success, on a save, on a successful save? Um, nothing. Yeah, so it just kind of, it hears you say that and just looks a bit inquisitive at you. But yeah, nothing else. 
any any anything else that you want to do or is that it for you this yeah, turn yeah um, no as a bonus action I'd like to cast Bardic Inspiration onto um Fu yeah so how are you doing that then right so a little little tink on the top string of the loot yeah bring say hey Fu coming your way so yeah, Fu just after hearing this dink and that, um, that from you, Fu just feels inspired for a brief second. Glorious, thank you. Anytime. Uh, and I will, yep, I'll end my turn there. Okay, uh, in which case it is Fu's turn. So Fu, how much can you move, my friend? Uh, So Fu, using all of his movement, gonna go straight up to the Umber Hulk, Umber Hulk number one, and he is going to Let's take normal action, normal attack on this. Your words are kind of ringing through his ears as uh, as he makes his first attack. Uh, what do you do? Is it to add to attack again? Sorry, is it a D six on this? It's D eight. A D eight now. Yeah. All right. Um, so yeah, Fu kind of after hearing you say that to him, after hearing, you know, basically how you think he's got this, Fu dashes around the back of Ivok. Ivok, you look across and you see Fu just kind of dashing with his hand on his katana as he reaches the umberhulk he swings one foot forward and as he does twists his body and unsheaths the katana as he does it kind of like just slices across the umberhulk itself the umberhulk in turn the umberhulk in turn just kind of reels back in pain and agony oh. uh, in pain and agony as this um, as this katana cuts straight across its underside, the kind of like fleshy soft underside of it, it's kind of rears back and you just hear <coughs> so it screams out in pain yes so next up we have Umberhulk number two so that's this boy down here. So Umberhulk number two has noticed that Raynor is currently currently all open, all open for an attack. So it kind of just lumbers itself over, going a lot slower than you'd imagine. But I think at this point in time, all of you are still relatively shocked at the sudden confrontation. As it approaches Raynor, it raises a claw and it swipes down. Fortunately for Raynor though, he is able to just kind of like duck under. Raises another claw for another attack. And again, he just kind of rolls out of the way as this claw, giant claw just swings down on him. He kind of looks up at it and just laughs slightly. 
So we are now up to Dravlan. Uh, our boy Dravlan, as you know, is not much of a fighter. So fine. So he is going to try and pretty much just run into the next chamber. And that is as far as he can go at the moment. So Dravlan just kind of, he sees this giant Umberhold take a swipe at Raynor, sees Fu attacking the other one, sees that basically both these monsters' attentions are caught, so he just starts dashing all the way across, but unfortunately at the moment he can't actually reach it. So Ivok, we are up to you. Is he actually facing towards Raynor? Uh, at this moment, he is, yes. Oh, yeah, alright, okay. Uh, right. So, 5, 10, 15, I'm gonna move there. Okay, so you're kind of behind him then. Yep, at an angle. Uh, I'm gonna do a normal attack with my fist and then do a stunning strike after. Okay, so. How are you doing your normal attack then? Uh, just with my fist, normal. Yep, yeah, rolls a hit then. Ten. And the modifier is dexterity? Uh, I believe so. Fourteen. Yeah, yeah. Fourteen. So yeah, Ivok, seeing, seeing uh, this Umberhook attack Raynor, Again, you kind of dash around the back of it, so that you're now kind of facing the back of its hide, and you just immediately, instinctively swing a fist at it, to kind of, almost to kind of gauge how strong this opponent is. Uh, unfortunately for you, it hits the back of its kind of like chitiny back, and it's just like a dull dung. Doesn't shift. Okay, and as I do that, I'm gonna power up my right fist for the stunning strike. Yeah. And... <laughs> so you pull back your fist and you feel vibrations, power, vibrations of power just emanate through your fist. You pull back, you let go with your left hand, launch in with your other one, fully powered up by the stunning strike, and again though it just rings hollow. Doesn't even this this Umberhulk isn't even reacting to you at this point in time. Doesn't oh. even know that you're there, really. <laughs> Right, on this stunning strike, it says when you hit another creature, yeah, um, uh, you can spend one key point to attempt a stunning strike. So doesn't that mean I've got to hit him first? I would say so, yes, actually. So I've still got my key point, yeah? Yeah. All right, cool. Uh, and yeah, then, that was just your second action, then, I'm assuming, isn't it? Your that's second attack. Yeah, that's my extra attack that I get at fifth level. It's not a bonus yeah. action. So as a bonus, can I disengage and move away? You can, yes. So yeah, after after punching it... out, oh, I just punched my mic there. Glorious. <laughs> Getting too into this. Uh, so after you kind of dash around and give it the old one-two to no avail, you realise, oh, oh no. And yeah, before you can even notice that you're there, you've disengaged. And where are you moving to? Right. Is that difficult terrain? Uh, right, I'll go that way. Five, ten. There. 
I was going to say, that, that would be difficult terrain where that stone is there. Sorry, I went round it anyway. Okay, uh, so yeah, um, you disengage and you kind of just like retreat towards the uh, top end of the cavern. So you are now around about five or ten feet away from the um, from the trolleys that are the mining carts that have all the new mine crystals in them. Um, so yeah, you're kind of like surveying the battle scene now. Um, with the Umber Hulk number one still fighting Foo and Umber Hulk two still with its attention on Raynor. However, Gregor, we now come up to you. Brill, okay, I am going to move literally five, ten, so about here. And I'm gonna shout out, shout out to Draftland. Uh, will he be able to? You will be able to hear me at this. Yeah, point, yeah, from that distance, he's only about twenty-five feet away from you. Draftland, are you gonna help us? I'll let him have this as a response. Um, to attack would be against my creed. The Thunder would not like me to interfere with life and death. Can you go and get help then? Try and get Bimit back here? That was my intention. Okay, great. Uh, Rag, who are you going to go for? Uh, I'm going to see... This umber down at the bottom. This umber down at the bottom, right, okay. Just to so point do out. Do you need that, help? Just to point out, normally in combat, if you're going to speak to someone, you can speak to one person as a, like, a, a, not an extra action that takes it away, but kind of like as an additional one that doesn't cost anything. So if you want to start talking to everyone, that'll be your actual action. Okay then. Because um, one round represents six seconds. Yeah. Uh, That's it, exactly. So if you're kind of bouncing around talking to everyone... <laughs> so what's your strategy? What's your strategy? What's your strategy? Right, okay. Uh, I've been reading my books. <laughs> <laughs> so right, okay. Here, I look. Okay, I'll, time. I'll take... Two years in. <laughs> uh, I'll take that back, what I said to Rag then. Is there a I yeah. <laughs> I'm just going to cast a level... I'll cast a level one uh, guiding bolt at him. Uh, at okay. the Hulk 2. Okay, so that's just a roll to hit then, isn't it? I yes, believe. it is, yes. Okay, so roll that dice. Natural 20. Yes. First one of the night. All right, roll that damage. Remember, um, roll it and double it. Uh, double it, okay. Yes. 1d8 plus 5. Yeah. Uh, where is it? Seven uh, plus five is eleven. That's no, twelve. Sorry. So twenty-four. Uh, twenty-four. I thought I just oh, wait, rolled no, another no, eight. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, I've just realised I've done that wrong. Yeah, roll it twice. Uh, sorry, d discount that completely. Um, roll it twice. Okay. Um. Okay. So that first one was twelve, and then the next one is a six. So. And that's with plus five on the second roll as well, yeah? Yes, yes. Okay, so 12 and 6. 18. 18. Okay. Also, I've just realised, um, and the next attack roll made against this target before the end of your next turn has advantage. Okay. So, yeah, um, Gregor, you, um, you kind of, like, pass by Rag after shouting to Dravlan, and as you do, you kind of, like... Just hold your hands together and you kind of start focusing inwards. 
and then before your very eyes you just hear like a of electricity is forming between your hands. You pull one hand back, so there's still more between the two hands. You launch your left hand forward, and there's just a sort of as this guiding bolt slams straight into the umberhold at the bottom. It hits directly into its shoulder, and it just kind of bows down, and it just lets out another as its focus is temporarily taken off of Raynor. Okay. Yeah, I'm happy with that, and that'll be my go done. Yeah, there's just a little bit of smoke coming off of the umbuckle at this moment in time. A um, little bit of a charred mark on it. At this, uh, it is now Raynor's turn. So, Raynor... ...is going to... ...take out his dagger. So, Raynor is now pretty much in the thick of it with this... Uh, Hulk boy. So he's going to take out his dagger and just try and make a slash um, across his like underside. Unfortunately, he's still kind of being caught off guard by this Umberhulk just kind of boom rushing him, and although it's missed him with his two with its two claw attacks, it has managed to kind of like just raise another arm down as Raynor slashes across, and it just dinks off the side of it. Uh, and that is Raynor's turn. The hides be thick. I've done that. Uh, so, sorry, just one second. Joe, are you alright? <laughs> oh, I'm so sorry. I just turned out I I did the stats for cure wounds instead of um, guiding bolt, which should have been 4d6. <laughs> oh um, my god. Okay, so what we're gonna do. Um, what was that? That was 18? Yes. How many d6? Was it 4d6? 4d6. How many did you roll? You rolled a. Uh... I, rolled, I just rolled two uh, d8s because I got. Wait, wait, wait. Uh, if it's 4d6, is that at level 1 or level. Uh, that's at that? level 1. That's, that's at level, level 1. Okay, so you rolled 18. Give me one second to reset this guy's damage. This is the only time I'm allowing this, by the way. Thank you. Um, roll the damage. Okay, fine. I'm not, I'm not going to describe it any differently. It still hits its shoulder and shit like this. <laughs> okay. So the first one's 4. Okay. I'm gonna love the six. Six. Ten. Ten. Twenty. Uh, eleven. And that's all four. But I also got a natural twenty, didn't I? Yeah, so roll them again. So I'm on eleven. Is that an, that was eleven? Yeah. Um, eleven, so fourteen now I'm on. Fourteen, yeah. 14, 18. Yeah. 18, 19, 20, 21, 22, 23. And then one more. Three. Uh, 26 altogether. Well, you've put me in a bit of a bad situation here because that's 57 points of damage. 
Yep, that is 57 points of damage. So if I take 57 away from him... Oh, is that used? That was guiding ball. It just I was using cure wounds instead, just above it, which is 1d8 plus 5. Actually, no, this this still works. This still works. 57 points. Damage. Is that what's come off it? Yep, 4d6 times... Well, 8d6, technically. No, because he's 20. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, it was a natural 20. That's fine. You've not killed it, and it's still in uh, an acceptable margin for the entire. You know, there's just smoke rising off of it at this point in time. Uh, huh. Didn't you say that they also get advantage? Um, yes, attacking? Elsa. Um, and the next attack roll uh, made against this target before the matter. end of the next. It doesn't. It doesn't matter. <laughs> still didn't fucking do all. <laughs> all right. Okay. So yeah, Raynor um, goes for his attack with his dagger, but unfortunately this umpole just kind of lowers its arm just in time to just think off the side of it. And we are now up to Umberhulk 1's turn. So this is this chap up here who is currently fighting Fu. So he's just kind of, this Umberhulk has just kind of come out of his, you know, like a little cave and he's doing just fine uh, until Fu attacked him. So, to begin with, he is going to raise up a claw, slash down, but unluckily for the Umberhulk, and luckily for Fu, as he slashes down, Fu just, again, just raises his blade, and the claw just kind of clasps onto it, gets deflected off. Uses the other one, swiping up from low, and Fu just kind of casually sidesteps it. This uh, this Umberhulk is getting a bit more angry now, again, you can just take as its pincers start tapping each other quite angrily. It raises its head, just lets out like and attempts to bite down on Fu. And it does. It kind of like lowers its mandibles down and just uh, as Fu steps to the side and just kind of digs in on both ends. You you just kind of hear like a as Fu is taking a bit of damage from that. So yeah, the, these uh, these mandibles come down and pierce through on both sides. And... Sorry, one second. Uh, yeah, you see kind of like blood just kind of spurt out of Fu's shoulders as these mandibles kind of pierce him. Um, however, that does mean that we are now back up to you, Rag. Yes. Right, I want to try something a little bit tricky. Tricky is what we do, go for it. So I'm going to move Rag. Yeah, that'll put me 15 feet away, won't it? It will, yes. And its focus is still currently on Fu. Because it's kind of, it's still got its mandibles in Fu's shoulders. 
Yes. So what I'll ideally would like to do is whip out this tentacle rod. Yeah. I want to aim all three tentacles at him. Yeah. But instead of doing this for for damage, because what happens is when it hits him, it deals bludgeoning damage. So I'm not sure whether them tentacles hit him and then bounce off him to deal that damage or whether they actually stick to him. Right. Because with so, them being tentacles, I would have thought that they'd be able to stick. Um, What is it that you're trying to do exactly? So if they won't stick to him, I'd rather use the rods to wrap around him. So what I want to do is I want to wrap one rod around his bottom leg, another yeah. one around his other leg and then one around like his torso so I can essentially use the rod as a restraint to stop him from moving or I can oh, at okay. least direct him to where I would like instead okay. of just focusing on the damage itself and then having the, the tentacles retract back to me so generally that doesn't that's not how that works but I'm, it can do that I'm going to say it can do that. Um, it will be a grapple check, though. So if you roll a grapple check contested against its strength, but use the modifier from the tentacle rod. Okay. So am I doing three? Doing yes, it for all per, three of the per, tentacles? Per second? one, yeah. All right. Uh, okay, let's go ahead for the first one, then. Yeah. So which one are you aiming for with this one? Uh, this is the bottom leg. Yeah, so right, you, yeah, again, you kind of just make your way across. Its focus is fully on Fu at this moment in time, so it's not looking at you, you're averting your gaze at its eyes. You whip back your tentacle rod and you let, lay it loose with the first tentacle for its lower leg. Yeah, that is a 17 for the first. Okay, uh, let's throw something else. So you let go with the first one and it immediately kind of like just flicks out, whips out, just wraps itself around the leg of this Umber Hulk and you hear like a as the as these uh, suckers on the tentacles kind of stick to each other. Um, it tries pulling against for a second, but then it slips, falls to the floor. You now have advantage on your next two grapple checks. Okay. Right, second one then. Yeah, so the other one, almost in tandem, but like a split second later, whips out and it's going for... So 26, the bottom and leg. Is... I do get advantage, yes. 26 on the bottom leg. So is this the other leg as well then? Sorry. Yeah, this is the other yeah. leg, yeah. So as it kind of like hits the floor with a <laughs> your second tentacle rod, just again, just links itself around the leg. And your last one, where is this one going for? This one is going around the torso, so around the body. Yes, okay. I am going to use my point of inspiration to re-roll that. Yeah. Um, so that is uh, 28. Okay, uh, give me one second. 
28, you say? Yes. So, again, this tentacle rod whips out and it it struggles a little bit more this time as it's, it's now having to kind of sneak underneath the Umber Hulk itself, which is already prone on the floor. But it takes a little bit of doing, but again, you just hear a single as one of the tentacle suckers attaches. It is now prone and grappled. Nice. Is that all three... That hit, the first one failed, didn't it? No, no, the first one succeeded. The first one, okay. the first one succeeded a lot compared to the other one. Okay. Um, so, if all three tentacles hit, it must make a DC 15 constitution saving throw. Yes, it must. Uh, yeah, it's going to fail that. As it's, it's, it's kind of like on the floor, just like uh, completely pinned by these tentacles, um, holding it down essentially. Um, yeah, even if it gets up, it's going to be a lot slower. Um, and it's not going to be able to react. And it's not going to be too great reacting to stuff that involves it dodging. Yes. I've got that loaded up as well. So, yes. But at this moment in time, it is prone and grappled at the same time. So, um, uh, so for you personally, Rag, sorry, uh, you can still move at half your speed while you've got it kind of grappled using your tentacle rod. Um, you can attack and cast a spell. Um, you can move with the creature as well, but yeah, you're going to be at half speed. Right, okay, that's fine. I was going to shout out, I've got him! Got him on the line. Got him on the line. <laughs> He's a biggie. Uh, uh, that's yeah. a, that classes my action right there. Yes, it does. Um, would you say I've got tension in this rod? I would say... Uh, yeah, because it's currently on the floor, so you're kind of stood above, so it's tense. Would you allow me... a? Bonus action to dash. No, because your dash action takes your action action. If you dash, you can't attack and stuff like that, so unfortunately not. Right, okay. Um, so the only bonus action I could do again would be um, Bad Inspiration. Uh, do you know what? No, I'm going to leave it there. I'm going to hang fire here. Uh, keeping keep attention on this okay uh, so next up then does it am I dealing the damage for this no because you no, wanted to fine. I was going to say you wanted to grapple yeah that's fine uh, just double checking how grapple fully affects something because it's yeah it's been a while since I've uh, obviously had to deal with grappling it's got a few disadvantages on it, though. Uh, if it's restrained, it does. If it's grappled, it can't move, basically. Um, it can't get any bonus to its speed. Um, that seems to be the main the one. Disadvantage on the dexterity to save. Oh, yes, yes, of course. It's got that as well because of its um, other tentacle rod. Uh, that's a good point, actually. Let me just. Uh, 
make some notes here for him. I mean, to be fair, it doesn't even have half its movement at the moment. It's got zero movement whilst it's restrained. Um, I mean, to be fair, actually, yeah, technically this creature is currently restrained because it's on the floor. So yeah. that, yeah, so that also means uh, attack rolls against the creature have advantage and it has disadvantage on its own attacks. As long as it's down on the floor. Um, yeah. So next up then, we have Fu. And Fu, seeing this creature down on the floor, just kind of like <laughs> struggling and writhing, he's just going to take another slash attack. Uh, just a straight up normal... Just a straight up normal strike. And with it being on the floor already, it's not really going to take... It's not going to really take much for it to hit. So he's just kind of like stood over this creature and he kind of spins his katana so it's like pointing down, just stabs it straight into it. As it stabs straight into it, you see that it is starting to, um, the, the blade itself is starting to glow like a kind of dark, ready, a dark red hue and it's kind of like coming from his hand going down the blade itself and it seems to be almost going into the actual creature itself um, and this creature starts screaming quite loudly as it takes as it takes a fair bit more damage to it. So it's now on the floor, shrieking in pain. Uh, it's unable to even clack its mandibles together as this kind of red writing in hue starts spreading across this creature. Um, we're now up to Umberhulk 2's turn, who is up here. So this one is still it was currently attacking Raynor, but after taking quite a bit of damage from Gregor, it just kind of whips its head around and starts lumbering over towards where Gregor is. Unfortunately, that does mean that that allows Rain. Well, unfortunately for it, it means that Raynor is able to take an attack of opportunity. And as this I was creature say, it gets advantage as well, he does. Um, as this creature kind of like starts turning around and lumbering towards you, Gregor, Raynor just notices his chance, jumps up with his dagger and just stabs it straight into the side where its shoulder is. As he jumps up and stabs this dagger into the shoulder of the Umberhulk, some kind of like bright viscousy yellow blood kind of just <laughs> squirts out. But it kind of, it shrugs it off, although its arm is now hanging a little bit more limp. Still got control over it, but it's kind of now just lumbering towards you, Gregor. It raises 
one arm, the arm that wasn't attacked by um, Raynor, swings it down. Will a will a seventeen hit? Yeah, just. So it's it like lifts its arm and just swings it down. As it swings it down onto you, it takes twelve points of slashing damage. As it kind of like just immediately hits the top of your armor and scrapes down. Okay. Seeing that damage that has caused you emboldens it a bit, so it now it takes another second or so, but it raises its other arm, the one that was damaged by Raynor, slams it down again. But unfortunately, the damage done by Raynor is quite extensive to this arm, so it just kind of raises it about three quarters of the way and tries to slash, but it's easy for you to step out of the way. Is that all you've uh, got? Uh, that's going to be its go at the moment. It's in a little bit too much pain to really focus at this point in time. Uh, so now we're up to Dravlan. Dravlan... He kind of looks at you guys and sees the fact that they're both kind of... Both of these Umberhulks are a bit worse for wear. I see that you guys have this handled, but I shall find the others. Yes, that's fine. Uh, I'm guessing if I hear him. Yeah, you can hear him from that distance. Uh, Rag and Ivor, you find it a bit more difficult to hear him, but everyone else can. So, with that, we are now up to you, Ivor. Okay. Right. I'm going to move in. Five, two. Is he still prone? Umberhulk 1. Umberhulk 1 is still prone, is restrained. Um, he's kind of being pulled to... He's pulled so that his, uh, his face is facing directly upwards. Because right. Rag pulled him onto his back. Right, okay. I'm gonna... Yeah, alright. I'm gonna 5, 10, 15, 20. Yeah. Yeah, and I'm gonna. Yeah. Oh yeah, because I still do stunning strike. Yeah. All right. I'm gonna attack, then doing an extra attack, and if it hits with the extra attack, do stunning strike. Okay. Are you doing this with your eyes open or closed? Because it is facing directly up at you. Oh, I didn't think it'd be an issue really because it was on the floor, so. You're still. You're going to have to be looking down to attack it. If you if you am close I, your eyes, am I going to see its eyes? <laughs> I mean, if you're looking down to attack it, then yeah, because it's literally laid right there in front of you. If someone is on their back on the floor and you punch down at them, if you're looking down to attack, you're going to see their eyes. It's up to you then, because it's it's your call. You can either attack with your eyes open, and you'll have to make the saving throw of DC 15 Charisma mm-hmm. or you can close your eyes and it just takes your advantage away because with it being restrained on the floor you have advantage so it's either it's either do a DC saving throw with your eyes open or just do a normal attack with your eyes closed I'm going to do a DC saving throw I think alright so yeah you've got your eyes open you're, you're posed right above it 
raising an arm back, ready to strike it. Uh, roll that charisma saving throw then, please. Charisma. <laughs> 18. 18, wonderful. In which case, yeah, you, as you look down and you're about to punch it, you feel like a compulsion in your head as you look into its tiny little beady eyes. You feel a compulsion to stop, but then your monk training is is serving you well, really. You you kind of just brush off this feeling. So how do you attack him again? You start looking down on him. Okay, I'm two fists primed. Sorry, one's yep. got well, one's got an axe. The one without the axe, I'm gonna thump. And yep. I'm just gonna. I'm not too proud to hit a bug when he's down. Smack. Uh, roll to attack then, roll with advantage. Oh, oh not 20! I don't even need it! Yeah, go for it, roll your damage then. Uh, 1d6 plus 4. And roll it twice. Yeah, so roll 1d6 plus 4 and then another 1d6 plus 4. <laughs> so that's 5. Yeah. Is that uh, with your plus four as well? Yeah, I've got one. <laughs> oh. Uh, oh. Oh. Uh, ten. So eleven in total. Yeah. So yeah, you. Uh, did you say that you were just literally punching down on him? Yeah, just the left fist smack. So you punch down on him, straight down, and you're. Your fist connects directly with its face. Um, you just managed to miss its two mandibles. Instead, you hit like directly in between it. You hear a sickening <laughs> crunching noise as this yellow goop just s splashes out. This guy is not looking too great at the moment. Okay, right, well, I've done that. I've charged up my axe hand. I'm gonna come down with the axe hand. Smack. Roll again with advantage. <laughs> Um, so yeah, you raise your hand axe and you swing it down with intent, but as you do, you um, you do make contact, but you hit the only part of its underbelly that is this chitin armor, and again it just kind of dink off the off the top of it. Right, okay, right, he's grappled in his pro I assume he doesn't have this in um, opportunity of attack then. He does not at this point in time, no. Right, gonna quickly swivel the axe behind me, get my fist ready, I go in with a bonus action of Flurry of Blows then. Yeah, go for it. Uh... Are these advantages? Yeah, these have got okay. advantage too. All attacks made on it while it's incapacitated has advantage. 16. So, first one's 17. So unfortunately, yeah, you kind of spin your axe back, you go to hit it again, but you just manage to miss. Kind of like shifts its form ever so slightly. Nice. It, it, so it's an 18. It, it pretty much grazes it. Seven? <laughs> was, that, was, that, was that with advantage? No, it won't, was it? 
No, no. every attack, remember, has advantage while it's incapacitated. Hey. <laughs> so after after just grazing it, you kind of like pull your fist back and just jab out in anger, just anger and frustration that like you can't hit this brown creature. You miss by a mile, and your fist just kind of like embeds itself in the ground almost, just like a poof. lot of dust and dirt from up as you hit the ground. Is it just two attacks that you have? With your flurry well, of blows? Uh, yeah, two attacks on flurry as a bonus. Yeah. But I can, because he can't do attack of opportunity, I can move away ten paces. Yes, that's correct. He's incapacitated, he's prone, he is unable to do anything. Right, I'm okay, in which case, um, yeah, so you, after hitting the ground and this, uh, plume, this plume of dust that comes up, you decide it's probably best to just retreat back to where the carts are. Or to the entranceway, sorry, leading up north. So, Gregor, we are now back up to you. Right. Back down to you. You're uh, contending with Umberhook 2. Right. Uh, I've still got advantage on that, on this one, don't I? Yeah, I still have got advantage on this one. So, I am literally just going to... Oh yeah, because it's until the end of your go, isn't it? Yeah, until the end of my go. I'm literally going to pull out my quarter staff and just going to give it just a quick, like, hit into the head. Yeah, go, go for it, roll to hit. Yeah, 17 doesn't hit, does it? Unfortunately not. Oh, advantage, sorry. Thank you, serving throw. Oh, oh shit, no, that's a that's a very good point. Yes, please roll a constitution check. Uh, constitution sorry, check. Uh, constitution save, sorry. Yeah, sorry, I was just checking another thing to see if this would be valid or not, but it doesn't matter. Sorry, Joe. <laughs> it is fine. Um, was, it, was it a con save, was it again? Yes. Okay, so con, con. Uh, uh, charisma, 19. sorry. Charisma, not con. Oh. Yeah, yeah still, yeah, still 19. Yeah, so as you whip oh. the quarterstaff around, you, at first, you, again, feel like this compulsion not to attack it, but then you just immediately, you shake this off very easily. Right. Uh, shall I re-roll them again, or do, do you no, want no, to hit? No, Just roll to hit. Okay. Uh, with advantage, so 16. That was lucky, that was a nat one. Uh, 16 plus 7, so 20, 20, 20, 23. Uh, so, yeah, tell me how you attack him then, how you hit him with this quarter staff. Basically, I just get the. No, to be honest, actually, I just get this quarter staff and I'm just looking directly at him. I'm just thinking, yeah, fuck it. I'm just gonna go just with like a back, like a back swing into yep. straight into its head. Okay, roll that damage then, please. That is. Ah, Tom, also, I've got, on here, I've got 1d6 plus 4, but then mm. underneath it is 1d8 plus 4. So that's if you two-hand it, I believe. Ah, right. Okay, so it'll be, yeah, it'll be 1d6 then. Yeah. That is a 4 plus 4, so that's 8. That's eight. So, yeah, you pull out this quarter staff and you kind of, like, just backhand with the length of the quarter staff just connecting underneath the chin 
of this um, Umber Hulk and it just connects with a sickening <laughs> as it kind of like hits the bottom of the chin and just whips it across. You hear a loud cracking noise and again a spur of this viscous yellow blood just kind of splays out across the cavern walls and the cavern floors. His head is still raised up and backwards but it's not falling over just yet. Right, yeah, and that'll be the end of my go. Okay, so we are now back up to Raynor then. Raynor, seeing this chance of weakness, is going to move right behind it. And he, again, he's just kind of like flicking his uh, little dagger around as he kind of bum rushes it from behind. Um, he kind of like dashes through underneath its leg and as he does, he kind of like just scrapes the dagger across the knees. Uh, yeah, he scrapes the dagger across the knees and ends up pretty much next to you, Gregor. Um, and Yeah, he ends up pretty much right next There's to no you longer on this advantage on that creature, by the way. Uh, there was for that because he was flanking. Mm. Um, but he, he ends up like pretty much next to where you are. But um, you see that the runes are starting to glow. There's some runes that are basically on his dagger up the hill and on the blade itself, and it kind of almost looks like it absorbs the blood slightly. Um, and you see like this little crackle of arcane energy spread from the dagger down into his legs and again you just see him dash forward kind of like a little doomf as he dashes forward to attack again through the legs however this time unfortunately he isn't really successful he kind of dashes back through after taking a swipe he, he ends up directly behind it and just <sighs> still not used to this just looking at the dagger and that is his go. We are up to Umber Hulk number one, who is currently um, not having the best of times laid on its back for a strain down. Would be just another typical Friday night for it, but Umber Hulk can't like that. <laughs> so it is going to roll a strength check to try and get out of this with disadvantage. Uh, Rag, can you roll me a strength check? Um, to combat that, please. Uh, save. Save or... Uh, just a check. This would be a save for... It's, it's contested, so... 16. Yeah, so at first it looks like it's kind of like... It looks like it's trying to push its way up. You just see its mandibles just... Like, really irately going for it. And it seems like it's pushing itself up at first, but right, you almost like you're reeling in a fish, you just feel the line go taut and you just yank it down. Just falls with another <laughs> onto the floor. Keep it down, Rag! Rag, we are up to you. You're kind of like fucking fighting with this umbel like it's a giant fish. Uh, I think what's best for me then is I'm going to do some... I'm tethering this. 
was going to say, remember, you can attack one hand. Like, as long as you've yeah. got one hand free, you can attack. I'm thinking... Um... Yeah, I'll tell you what I'll do. I'll, I'll hold my position where I am. Yeah. And I'm going to throw the the hand axe that I've had enchanted. Uh, which will... Not anything special, but it emanates a bright light when thrown. Okay. Uh, um, yeah, one-handed. So I want to keep the tension on yeah. this. Just get, another, just get another wrap around my arm, I suppose. Uh, I want to try and get it un just underneath, underneath his head, and so his, his throat. If there's any, okay. uh, any soft spot there, uh, there will be. But uh, can I just quickly ask what your passive perception is, please? Because it's currently on the floor, and uh, you're currently stood above it. So I just need to check. Uh, what are you asking for again? Passive uh, perception. Pa passive perception. Ah, okay. Yes. Uh, that is a ten. So, unfortunately, similar to Ivok then, with his check before, you can either close your eyes and throw it so that your advantage is gone and it's just a straight-up normal roll, or you can roll a charisma check. Because where you are at the moment, you will be looking at its eyes because of the height difference with it being on the floor. Do I get to roll my charisma with advantage? No. No. <laughs> no, it's not a roll to attack, it's a save, is that, I'm afraid. Uh, would I be a rolling charisma save? Uh, yes, it would be a charisma yeah, save. I'll roll a charisma save then. Yep, go for it. Roll your save. You 19. As you pull your hand axe back and it it kind of like twinkles with the glow of something magical, um, and you're holding taut with the tentacle rod, you lock eyes with this pitiful creature for a split second. For a split second, you feel your resolve falter ever so slightly, and then it hardens again after you remember that it was trying to kill you all. So roll your decks with advantage. Go throw in this. Nineteen. Uh, roll your damage then, please. Six damage. Slashing. Uh, okay, so yeah, as you pull, as you pull back, you launch with the dagger, uh, with the um, axe. Well, got the name yeah, for an axe nice. then. Um, there's not that much distance. There's only 10, 10 feet between you, so there's not much time for it to really gain speed and rotation. But in this dark, in the semi-dark cavern, just lit by the few crystals that are in the corner there is still a lot of um, there's a lot of dark patches especially where you guys are fighting in the kind of like being the ambient light from these crystals in the far corner so you let go of the hand axe and it's just woof, woof, a quick two spins lights up the entire area just for a brief second before woof, straight into the throat of the um, yes. Hulk. as it hits its throat it just It is still alive, but it is not doing well at all at this point. It's just kind of like blood is oozing out. And it's Bonus action then. Yep. Bad inspiration straight onto Foo. Okay, how are you inspiring him again? 
Um, I've got this around my thing. I've just thrown this. Is this hand axe making its way back to me? No, because you just no, threw it okay. to embed it. Unfortunately, this hand axe doesn't have any magical properties to allow it to return to you, just to light up the place. I was just, yeah, just double checking. Nice try. <laughs> nice, nice try. This went really cool with it, but it's okay. Um, <laughs> I'm going to have to go underneath me on me on arm then and just flick that straight at the top there. Alright, straight over to food. Food doesn't even quite realise what's going on. He just hears this ding and this bright irradiating light again. Just, it, you see, he doesn't respond, but he just, side of his face he feels smiles it. He knows, he knows yeah, what it is. He, feels he, has a it. Slight, he has a slight grin. And on that then, he is going to shut his eyes. He feels this warmness wash over him and he shuts his eyes. Uh, D8, you say, yes? Yes. shuts his eyes and plunges the katana down and it goes straight into the chest like straight just below the uh, armor piercing uh, the armor piercing the armor plating of its chitin just another into it and and as it does as this blade plunges into it you just hear another <laughs> as blood spurts up from the wound and its arms which was still struggling and like trying to raise itself up just fall flat to the floor yes nice <laughs> with this boy now perishing <laughs> so yeah umber hulk one is now out for the count brilliant so at that got one more gonna say at seeing that foo is just going to immediately it's gonna start making his way so he plunges the katana in draws it out spins it just turns and starts running towards umber hulk 2 where reynar and gregor are currently fighting uh umber hulk 2 at this point in time trying to take on two people now almost three people um it notices that things haven't gone too well with its Umberhulkian brethren over there, with it being quite loud in its uh, demise. Um, so what it is going to do is it kind of like looks at you, Gregor, clicks its mandibles again, and jumps. Yeah, actually jumps in the air slightly before facing downward with its mandibles just going quicker its arms outstretched looking like it's going to start burrowing uh, both you and Raynor have an attack of opportunity though at this point yep so would you like to roll your attack of opportunity yep I'll you roll do it have... be... uh, sorry let me just just roll your first one please um, just need to check if flanking counts for attack of opportunity no. I can't remember if it does Uh, what's your first roll, though, just in case it does not? Uh, I'm attacking with my quarter staff, and that is a ten. Ten. Okay. Um, 
Yes, I believe that you will have advantage on that. So all attacks. Um, 15. So yeah, this, it kind of like jumps down and you swing your quarterstaff across and you just miss it. It literally just passes underneath your quarterstaff. And as you do, Fu also swipes down and uh, Raynor swipes down. But unfortunately, he is also unsuccessful with this. Um... You, again, it dives down and starts scrabbling and burrowing, just like a... Uh, before it, it leaves like a five foot wide um, hole in its wake. Um, I'll just draw that on now. Yeah, so it leaves a hole here, big enough for you all to fit in. Uh, it takes another second before just kind of scrabbling its way back out and ends up very close to where the carts are with the other new mine crystals. But that will be it to go. And we are now... Graflon's gone, so we're up to Ivor. Okay, yeah. So we've got 5, 10, 15... 20. I'm going to stand there. Yep. It's going to pay off eventually. I'm going to attack. And then extra attack with stunning strike, hopefully with the axe. Okay, so yeah, roll your first attack then. So 12, 13, 14, 15, 16. So how are you attacking him? Uh, this would be left hand without the axe, so basically just a nice quick smack. <laughs> yeah, so you dash towards it, and as you kind of like slow down, you yeah, you, you have a quick jab out, but unfortunately, you, you're still traveling, you've not quite stopped, so your punch isn't that accurate, and it just kind of glances off the side of it. Okay, and then I'm just going to come in with the axe, which will be. which will be. natural 20! <laughs> so tell me how you attack it with the axe. Uh, well, I was just going to. rather. Uninspiringly, just come in. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. Um, roll your damage then. Okay. Uh, obviously, roll it twice. Right, okay. Oh, which is D6. So, slashing this, isn't it? So. Yeah, so it'll be your D6 plus whatever, and then roll your D6 again plus whatever. So, that's five. Yep. I can't do mask. Three out four. Seven. <laughs> seven. Seven. Um, so five okay. on seven. Okay. Uh, how do you want to do this? Hey. Oh my god! <laughs> and this and this is an uninspired one as well. Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna do it uninspired now. Oh, I got him stunned and all. Well, all right. <laughs> I mean, dead is a kind of stunned, I guess. <laughs> okay, well, yeah, come in with it, and I suppose right when I'm about to hit it, I'm going to do a real cocky swivel around so it's like backwards and puck it under its jaw and then rip off. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so you, you spin it and you, as you say, you hook up and you straight up its jaw 
Um, and you pretty much kind of like bisect this umber hawk into just like uh, it takes a second for it to realize what's what it's had happened to it and it just kind of like opens its maw to kind of like scream again but as it does it goes and it's kind of falls to one side on either side and then i'm just gonna get the axe and go yeah, you, you you spin it around a couple of times, a couple of nice little flourishes before holstering it back. And yeah, that second Umber Hulk now has perished as well. So well done, perished. guys. You have yes. killed hey. both Umber Hulks. Nice. Put that nice. to my death tally. <laughs> Umber Hulk. So yeah, with this, uh, with the Umber Hulk, with the second Umber Hulk being slain, slew, killed. We'll go with killed. Uh, with that one now being vanquished, that's a better one. Um, silence kind of resumes on the uh, mining floor. Welcome back to the second part of this session. So the last we left you guys, uh, you had just finished taking out two large umber hooks. Yes, we did. Well, I took one of them. Well, you know, here's a group effort, I think. <laughs> right, can I uh, cast Cure Wounds as well, please? Yeah, go for it. Right, so that's so, second level. Sorry. So I just roll. Yes. 2d8 plus 6. 6. Six and seven. It's thirteen. Say, I I could do with a short rest. Thirteen heal. Ah, oh, yes, back up to. Go on, then. <laughs> whenever, whenever we can get one. Oh, is this in game? Yes. <laughs> no, <Yeah>. that's right. <laughs> <laughs> take, just take five. Just need a quick break. <laughs> Sorry, I'm, I'm on a pasta high. I've just done pasta. Pasta <laughs> high. <laughs> so, yeah, what is the healing word of the day today, then, Gregor? Um, bones heal. Uh, with that, you feel an irradiating light cover you and warmth, and your bones heal. Ah, back up to 100%. Hi, rest. Maybe handy, but I'm not sure these are safe grounds to be snoozing. No, uh, I don't think so. I think we need to find the others. Food? Do you need? Do you need healing? Um. So Foo just kind of walks over to you and just places his hand on your shoulder. No, I'm good for now. All right, that's all right. Can Zena, I? You all right? Can I, can I just? Is there anything on the corpse? Roll me a survival check to loot the corpse. What were you saying, sorry, Gregor? Uh, Reynard, do you need healing at all? Nah, not a scratch on me. <laughs> Good to hear. Good to hear. Has 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 anybody seen Draftland? Yeah, he, uh, he ran into the tunnels to get the others. Oh, if I remember yeah. rightly. Ah, well, he's, uh, he's not back, so do you reckon we should... Uh, well, I mean, to be fair, it's only been about in. 20 seconds since he ran away. Fair point. 
I, got, I think uh, we should just go through where they went. I got, I, I, got, we I got 21 on that. My survival's plus 5. Yeah. Okay. Just doing more survival stuff. Uh, let's have a look. See. So, what did you get again, sorry? 21. Okay, so... How are you trying... What exactly are you trying to look for on this? Well, I like the fact it's got the eyes that does the thing. Or... The mandible. Uh, with that roll, I will let you choose which ones you're wanting. The mandible. Okay, so you kind of crouch down on, I'm assuming the one that's right in front of you then, Umberhook 2, or what was yeah. Umberhook 2. So yeah. you crouch down next to Umberhook 2 and you get your axe out and you kind of like just reach forward to its um, to its face and pull on one of the mandibles. You get your axe and you just just rip off one mandible. Rip off the other mandible. So you now have two Umberhook mandibles. Um, there is a bit of Umberhook blood flowing from the uh, wounds that you've inflicted and from where you've torn off the mandibles as well. If you've got any containers or anything like that, you'd be able to probably cap some. Okay, yes, I'll do that for my alchemy. Okay, uh, how many contain? What containers are you using? I got something like mandible. Right, uh, I have got a few things. I've got a tinderbox. That wouldn't, that's not a... No? No. Water skin? Uh, yeah, it won't fill the water skin, but you can put it into the water skin. You can get about three vials worth, you would say. Uh... Yes, I'll have to pull the water out though. Okay, so yeah, you, you kind of like uncork the water bottle, just like a boom, and bloop, 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 as this water is falling onto the floor, and you kind of like put the water skin underneath the, um, you put the water skin underneath the exposed uh, wounds of this Umberhulk, and yeah, it fills it up maybe about a quarter. Umberhulk blood. blood. Yes. Okay. Mm. Oh, what do you plan on doing with that, Ivor? I do not know until I try. <laughs> I'm gonna put the mandibles back in the back. I've, I've. Decided to try my hand at a bit of um, alchemy and whatnot. Ah, ah alchemy. Interesting. Right. So, yeah. as a novice, I just collect what I can. I'm sure it'll become I'm, handy somehow. And if yeah, not, I'm really excited about this. Really excited. What, that I'm doing alchemy? <laughs> yes, I'm, I think you, I think you, I've, I've always thought you should do alchemy. Very encouraged you get excited about one of my endeavours. Right. Alchemy? Of course I'm encouraged. Inspired. Well, <laughs> well I say. <laughs> Today is a shock, isn't it? 
Just look at just look at Greg Gunn's with 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 it with it. <laughs> with a what? I sorry, I give a night lord with, no. with the eye. With the eye. Oh Christ! That type of eye. <laughs> oh no. And, I'm, and now I'm not. I've gone and seen that. I'd still be all chuffed. Man. Oh yeah, just think. Oh, oh well, finally my friend. You know these guys are finally my friends, and they you know believe in me at last. Rather encouraging. Oh, does warm the heart. All right. Can uh, I head towards where uh, Dravland's gone? Uh, yes, so that is the west, uh, that's the west exit, or west so entrance, I'm just going to be there, just okay. wait for everyone else. Uh, if everyone else is following, then um, we don't really need to keep on moving our people, just like tell me where they are and stuff like that, and I'll just oh, okay. drag. Um, however, where you are at the moment... Oh, I need to, before we... Before I move off, I need to um, approach this dead umber hulk and untether my tentacle rod. Yeah, so yeah, you approach this umber hulk and as you approach it and the lines go more and more slack, you can feel the tentacles themselves just um, just kind of like pop off again um, and just kind of, yeah, just a and retract back so they're back with you. Do I will sheath it and off I go around with the other guys. Okay, so yeah, where you guys currently are, um, you can see basically that there is a small Finnish tunnel and what appears to be um, another, basically another crystal embedded into the wall. It looks like you can either, once you've reached there, you can either continue upwards or um, you can either continue where you are or turn. Uh, can I, yeah, can I just go up to where that is and just have a look in both ways? You can indeed. So yeah, Gregor, you kind of like make your way up. Um, again, there's no real sounds or movement or anything. But as you start approaching this crystal itself, um, and things start getting slightly more into view you do see that pretty much right in front of you where the crystal is itself stands stands Traveller just kind of like a little bit out of breath um, and to the northwest northeast sorry is a, another kind of like lead off point Ah, Dravelan. There you are. Ah, it's good to see you all. I I would presume that with you all joining me so fast, the younger hoaxes, they were not uh, any issue to you all. Uh, they were a problem, but we managed to solve it. Could have all up the mandibles in front of me. <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah, so guys, you have pretty much um, yeah you've met back up with Dravelan basically uh, to the top left to the northeast there's another um, chamber leading outwards and to your immediate north west where Dravelan himself is so up here it's another thin um, thin columnway uh, entryway you can't really see around it though okay 
Jufflan. Yes. Where was you headed? I was going to head, uh, continue up this path. Do you do you know where the other party is? No, no, I do not. I was hoping that they'd be up here. I. Oh, do right, we, fair uh, Do we want to, do we want to split up here or stay as a group? I'm happy going up. I'm happy going up there north or northeast. I mean, I'm fine with that. If everyone wants to do it, it's fine. I'll tell you what, uh, Few and Raynard, they follow Draftland, if you're happy with that. I was just going to head up the area I was going anyway. That's fine. That's fine. Uh, Few, Raymond, no, Raymond, uh, Raynard? We've been traveling for like two weeks and you've forgotten my name. Gregory. I apologize. Unfortunately, it's because everybody loves Raymond. <laughs> What, do you two want to follow Draftland? Well, where are you going? Which direction are you going? We'll go well, northeast. Well, I must say, I think, well. I think it's rather rude of our companions to just go gallivanting off like that. Especially mm. as the danger we have just had to... Yeah, it's not very professional, is it? Yeah, um, I, I, I'm pretty sure Emmius Reap said that we should all stick together. As you just gone... As you're saying this, Fu just kind of continues walking, so he's now going up the northeast section. Um, as Reynard's starting to follow him, and Dravlan is also. But as he as he passes by, he just kind of says, "I'm fairly sure that he said before that, or at least his son did. Um, they don't really have time to wait for people who struggle behind. You look after yourself, you protect yourself, type of thing. I'm fairly sure he's mentioned it a few times, and." Oh, indeed. Well, as for the danger that we've just faced... Screw him, then. I, I must have forgotten. Mm. Every man well, for himself. Agreed. It right, seems guys. like that, yes. <laughs> Should we go west? <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll go. We'll go west, then. <laughs> I don't know where you're going, Rex. <laughs> yeah, so, so at that, um, Fu just kind of nods at you all. I suppose we'll see you... Uh, well... If we find anything up this route, we'll uh, come back and grab you. That's fine. Draftland's just kind of running after him. Raynard just kind of turns back. Just make sure you don't fucking die. Or if you see any more of those yellow-skinned bastards, let me know. Do as you will. Will do. So, yeah, they just kind of run off into the darkness. Um, Very tempted to start singing the song. Oh, well, it's just us three. I'll get a bit. You know what? Comrades, they are beginning to test my nerves, these people. Hey, we're here for a job. That's it. Exactly. As long as, as, long as we find the plinths, that's all, we, that's all we care about. Yes, we're here now. I say we focus on the task, the task we're here for, and stop getting sidetracked by these companions that seem to make the rules as they go. Here, here. Welcome. Here, here. So, you guys are going to continue heading <laughs> up this route, I'm guessing, then, yeah? Yeah, that's fine. Yeah. That's what I'm doing. Okay. So, as you head up, as you continue passing through the... Uh, through the tunnels themselves, 
um, you see basically that there is another minecart full of uh, new mine inner new mine crystals. Um, as you're passing by a particularly tight squeeze, essentially, um, you see that there are more um, new mine crystals that are embedded in the cavern walls themselves. Yeah, so the second you have that crystal back around your neck rug, um, any feelings of compulsion have gone. For a split second, there was there was quite a few feelings of compulsion there. That's much better. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, you are now currently basically in another small little. It's not even quite an opening yet. It's still just the tunnel that's leading around. Um, I um, as you guys continue making your way through the tunnel itself, um, again, you see that the cavern walls kind of expand and contract at various points um, as you're continuing heading down there's more and more of these um, mine carts basically full of new mine crystals I say Gregor would you like me to take that rope off you for a while <laughs> you're, you're more than happy to can I, I just hand him the infinity rope Infinite rope, should I say? Uh, yes, I didn't know that you were currently had it out at that point in time. Oh yeah, I just had it just while I was exploring. Okay, yeah, then in which case, yeah, you give the infinity knot to um, Ivok quite handily. Just put it over my shoulder and let it keep tagging out. Yep, it keeps on getting caught every so often, um, just snagged on itself. But yeah, you do manage to unfurl it quite easily. Alright. Yeah, I just keep wandering up. Uh, yep. No sign of... I was going to say, is there any footprints on the floor? Uh, roll investigation. Natural 20. Uh, there's, there's quite no, a no, few... No, 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 no. I was hoping for a natural 20. Uh, uh, investigation, you said? Yes, I said investigation. <laughs> 15. Um, there's quite a few sets. Uh... Not quite, maybe not quite as much as you know. If you'd have, if you had got a natural twenty, but yeah, there are quite a few sets on the floor itself. Um, there's some quite deeper ones indicating other pe um, like people with quite a lot of weight to them. Um, there's a human type of footprint which is quite deep, so it, it looks like a very heavy set human. I was going to say, does this look recent as well? Yeah, Recent-ish, yeah. Last couple of minutes. I think we're on the right track, boys. Hmm. And I'll just keep travelling up. I feel a moral dilemma then. <laughs> what? What's up, uh... Well, I was quite happy for us three to go and fight the fray and whatnot, like all in our lonesomes, because I believe we are capable of it. But we've just let them three go off on their own, and if the, uh, they're not going headed towards the party, should we? Well, do you want one of us to fall back and? get the others or would you like us all to go back uh, I tell you what I, I'll, ru I'll run back because I've got I'm, I'm um, quite dexterous so. <laughs> roll me as you guys are chatting on this roll me a um, roll me a perception check please 14 
14. Eight. 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 Okay, either because you're saying this then, just like kind of echoing through, you can just hear, I told you this was a goddamn dead end! End, end, end. Ah, fuck, we're gonna have to turn back. Oh. Not to matter. <laughs> I was gonna say, as, you, as you're kind of like considering coming back, out trots along Dravlan, Raynor, and Fu. Fu looks like he's sporting like a bit of a bruise on his face. Raynor's kind, of, Raynor's kind of like rubbing his hand. Bit of bump on there, Fu? Hmm. Apparently, I'm not that great of a uh, navigator. <laughs> Go on. We think the party's up this way. Yes, Rag. Good. <laughs> oh, was you calling me over? No. No, I just wondered if you had company, but I can see you have. Oh. Okay, yeah, so you guys continue walking out uh, until finally it looks like you guys are starting to come out into. A uh, bit more of an opening and expanse, if you will. So yeah, again, there are as you're kind of making your way through the um, through the tunnels. Again, various areas of it kind of um, ebb and flow in terms of width. Um, and again, quite often there are new mine crystals embedded in the wall as well as um, these carts that all have new mine crystals in them too. Now just, can I just have a look at it, just to see if there's anything else? Just like a little... Uh, roll an investigation, please. <laughs> investigation, investigation, investigation. 17. Uh, you're digging through a lot more, and um, there's not too much in there, but there does seem to be uh, something metal in there as well. Mm, like can a I metal grab... thing just glinting through. Can I grab the metal and try and pull it out? So yeah, you grab it and just kind of like a... As the uh, crystal kind of shift, as you do so, you yank it out and you have the head of a miner's pickaxe. Ah. I just look at it, just like, and they just drop it back in. Just a blink as it drops in. And I just, yeah, I'll just carry on. Okay, I need to zoom out a little bit for this. Oh, shit. Okay, so as you all start making your way again around the area, um, through the tunnel itself, you start to come out into a much, much bigger cavern. A much bigger, like, chamber, should I say, sorry. Whoa! <laughs> Ooh. Yeah, with the amount of crystals that are currently in this room, um, pretty much all of it is lit to you. It's not lit under the most best kind of lights but um, you can get a general idea of the form of this place so it, it looks as though you are 
in a very large expansive cavern. Um, the cavern itself has numerous numerous areas to it we'll say. Um, it, it has um, as you're looking around as you're kind of like approaching more into the entranceway itself you can see that there are numerous carts scattered around the place all with new mine crystals in them. Um, there are some cart tracks from the looks of it um, that these uh, mining carts would have been attached to at some point or another. Um, some of these white crystals, especially one in the centre of the room almost, some seem to be almost as big as a building. Some are very small, just kind of like poking through the ground, whilst others are literally the size of an actual building. Wow. This is massive. Well, there's a sight and there's no mistake. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, you guys kind of exit the um, you exit into this larger cavern and you see the rest of the group there with them. So yes, there is Redmond, there is Amrius, there's Abchar, there's also Bimit. Um, Furin and Dravlan are also just kind of following behind you all. Yeah, I just, yeah. Come, I just come up to Bimit and just, hello Bimit, you alright? Oh, you've all, you've all uh, come back. That's good to see. What happened? Yeah. We looked around and we couldn't see you anywhere. Yeah, well, thanks for the help, everyone. I, I just look at Bimit. Oh, you're welcome. Just I just big look at Bimit. I just look at Bimit and just say, we just did some bug exterminations. I am loath to give you inspiration for that, but I have inspiration for that. So, oh, um. Oh, is that what that screeching noise was? Yes, I believe they're called something hulks. I mean, I don't know if I've ever seen these before. Though. That's a problem. Uh, roll me a nature check. Is you're trying to think if you've seen them. Natural twenty. Yeah, you know all about them. They're umber hulks. <laughs> they're generally underground. Uh, generally, they won't actually disturb miners too much. They don't really, you know, the bigger creature, the bigger the creature is, the less chance they're going to attack it. Um, they seem to have become a little bit brazen to be attacking you guys, to be quite honest. We just went against some Umberhulks. That means literally nothing to me. <laughs> I'm a dragon, you know. A, a dragon who spent most of his time under... Oh. As he just kind of, like, <laughs> thinks for a second. You mean those big clackety, scratchety things? That's the one. Oh, they taste awful. I'm sure they do, I'm sure they do. Never tried them myself, but... You're not missing much. They taste warm and syrupy. Yes. We definitely won't be feeding them to you, Bimit. I'd rather you didn't. <laughs> nice sticks for you. Well, now that we're all here at Chatty, maybe we should... Uh... We'll get going, yes. Sorry about that. Bimit! Cut the bullshit. <laughs> he just kind of looks... Bivuk. Hello. Yes! <laughs> Quick word. <laughs> Is the word my actual name? No, that'd be pointless. <laughs> Just kind of narrows his eyes. All right, very well. Come on, what's wrong? Yes, um, just we got into a bit of a scrap back there. And now I know we've had our a few a bit of differences on our travel here. I am aware of that, but I thought we had that resolved. 
I thought you were part of our crew. I didn't even realize you guys had gone until we were like halfway up the tunnel. I thought you were following behind us. Well, just rest in mind. It's like we there might be a point where we get split up or whatnot. And it, it, I would rather you was on our side. You know, like when you said yourself, you ate one of these things. You might have been handy in that fight. Well, as I said, I didn't even realize there was a fight going on. If I knew, then yes, I would have come and helped. Okay. Well, yes. Okay, fine. Maybe we just, all of us should just be a bit more conscious about keeping in our group. I was going to say, do I see the big building that's like the ship of crystal? Yeah, so as Ivok and Bimit are chatting, uh, Gregor, you're kind of like just walking more into this giant cavernous expanse. Um, and as you're kind of like looking around, you see that in the, it's literally in the middle section of the actual um, cavern itself. It's kind of like just irradiating light off of it. It's casting light to the point where it is the main light source of this entire room. It's the entire reason why you can see so much. Wow. I just look at it and adore. <sighs> Even from the distance that you're at, you can just hear kind of like a faint, Ahem. Yeah, like a humming coming from it. Can I investigate it? Yes. Is anyone else coming with you? Does anyone else want to come investigate the big... I'll come and have a look, Gregor. Crystal? I uh, will help him. <laughs> at this, you're like... Everyone apart from Edchar pretty much decides, yes, that's probably a good idea. That's That's a really interesting thing. So, yeah. Pretty much the entire expedition group, with the exception of Ebchar, who is just still walking up north, uh, decides to come and check out the crystal with you. So, the entire expedition group, so you, um, Amrius, uh, Redmond, Raynor, uh, Fu, everyone, you're all kind of like just stood in front of this giant white glowing crystal, this kind of like gentle coming from it. Uh, it's almost blinding to you all. Do I know where the humming's coming from? Like, uh, originate? Is it actually in the middle of it? It just sounds like it's coming from the crystal itself. Can I hum at the exact same frequency as the sound? Roll me a performance check. Should be used by dice, I don't know why I'm not. Uh, five. So if the crystal is humming like hmm, you're humming like <laughs> Never been very good at music. <laughs> but as you as you're kind of as you're all at this crystal itself, you can see that yeah, it's a good 30, 40 feet tall. It's massive. It is all encompassing, which means that the actual height of the of this cavern itself must be around about two hundred feet, because it's not even close to the top of it. Uh... Can I... I don't want to say it. Can I touch it? <laughs> roll me a con... Roll me a death save. <laughs> no, no, yeah. You you touch it and you just kind of... You feel nothing. It's just kind of... It's cold to the touch. Oh, I've got my eyes. So, Gregor, you feel like touching it. <laughs> you can if you want. Forgot about that. Alright, cool. Alright. No, nothing really happens when you touch it. You just. You feel the cold 
press of a crystal. Is it vibrating though? Um. Very, very faintly. Rain. It's not rain, huh? Who's. Epcha. Who's the leader of our expedition? Amrius. Amrius, that's it. Amrius, would you know why this be humming and vibrating? Is that. So Am Amrius just kind of looks at it. Uh, yes, I do believe that it is due to it being a, uh, a well, this is the original form of a new mind crystal, before it is turned into one of the more specialised types. We're not quite sure how the crystal elves do it, but when they interact with these uh, giant white crystals, they change the form of them, and that's how we have our own, our pink new minds, our black new minds, our blue new minds. This is simply the uh, untransformed state of a new mind crystal. Uh, the empty vessel. Yes, that is it exactly, an empty vessel. Ah. Grand. Right. Shall we move on? <laughs> I got a 14 on the investigation. Oh. Okay, what were you trying to investigate exactly? This big crystal around here, I just want to set the outer perimeter of it and see. It's a very large crystal. Um, it is blindingly <laughs> white and it's emanating a lot of light from it. There's a lot of jagged edges and stuff. Um, it looks like the crystal itself is embedded into the ground. Uh, other than that, you can't really get too much else from it. Again, there's this gentle humming noise. Wait, it looks... It looks like a bigger version of the little ones down here, Gregor. Yeah, it does. I, I, okay, I was, I'll move over to this blue section over here. Yeah, I, I'll follow him. I'll follow him. Okay, um, so... One second. So as you guys are now kind of like walking away, you're kind of like walking to the northwest area. Um... As you pass by a uh, an empty cart and stuff like that, both of you roll me a perception save, please. Not good. Twelve. What's a perception save? Tom, what's a perception save? It's literally just a. Save. Oh, is it just a pre just a perception? Yeah. Yeah, it's uh, just ten. <laughs> um, I was going to say, it's based off your wisdom. Sorry, so yeah, wisdom serve, sorry. Oh yeah, sorry, I see it. It's... Just on perception, though. Oh, yeah. wisdom serve. Yeah, because oh, per uh, perce perception oh. is... Actually, yeah, no, sorry, I'm getting myself confused here. Per uh, yeah, it is, it's perception save, sorry. So use your perception modifier. Yeah, no, 12. yeah, yeah, it's still ten. Okay, um... Okay. This is where we belt in acid. <laughs> Not quite. So, <laughs> as you guys are kind of walking along, uh, away from the glaring crystal and everything, the light of which is kind of like causing a massive... It's kind of paradoxical. Uh, there's a large amount of light where this actual crystal is itself, but a little bit further out, um, even though there's little spots of light from other crystals around. Um, where it's black, where it's dark, it is pretty much pitch black. 
So you two kind of walk, continuing walking, and you think that you can see like almost a faint glow towards the ground. And as you continue walking, uh, I need you both to play. Uh, I need you both to roll me a deck save, please, because neither of you see this. Natural twenty. Okay. Deck save. Yes. Eleven. <laughs> so. Yay. Sorry, the nat 20. <laughs> I was going to say, so... Don't respond or anything. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I was just thinking on this. Come Sorry, on, guys. Um, so, Rag, you don't notice it at first, but um, basically you kind of reach the edge of where this glow is coming from and you take a step forward and just before you go too far, you realise that your foot is travelling down down further than where the ground was originally. In fact, it's almost like you're going over the edge of something. As you're leaning forward, you kind of realise and you spring back. Hey, Gregor, watch yourself here. Unfortunately, Gregor, Gregor. Doesn't, Gregor doesn't hear you and he goes tumbling straight Shall up. Shall we? Gregor! Ah! Sorry, Greg. just to clarify, is this beyond the little circle of light? Yes. Right, okay. Yes, where they are at the moment is pretty much pitch black. There are other orbs of light nearby, but this exact area, this um, where they are right now, is pretty much pitch black, but there are glows underneath them. However, Gregor, you kind of, you go here right in time, and you take another step forward, and it's just kind of like, one second there's ground, the next there's not, and you're falling forward. Roll, oh, okay. uh, roll me... Can Roll I me another deck save, please. Before, while this is happening, can I try and do what I did previously and try and wrap my tentacle rod around his leg? Or his yeah. arm, let's say, his arm. You would have to do it with disadvantage because you're moving backwards and this is kind of like a split second type of thing. That's all right. Yeah, yeah, go for it then with disadvantage. Uh, Chai, hold up. Uh, roll your roll anyway, just in case. Twelve. That's just with one of the tentacles, though. So the first tentacle comes and it actually hits Gregor's ankle and sweeps his ankle. It doesn't latch onto it, it sweeps his ankle. <laughs> in fact, if anything, you might be the reason Gregor's going over the side. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. Can I do it with the two? Uh. Yeah, go on, disadvantage. So the first, Gregor, you feel like a tentacle kind of like sweep your ankle as you're going over. Yeah. 13. You feel another one hit the ankle again and it's now tipping you almost upside down. Right, come on. Nineteen. And then finally you feel one wrap around your ankle and it just kind of like smashes you into like a cliff face as it grabs you it kind of swings you in and you take two points of damage as you as this energy just kind of I can see you wrapping it around his neck then it it might have happened on in that one that but uh, Gregor you are now hanging off the 
Yeah, you're now hanging by your ankle from a tentacle rod, and you're kind of like just upside down, swinging kind of lazily. And you're looking out, and as you're looking out, you can see that you're actually looking now down onto a lower area of the cabin, uh, caverns. So you kind of just walked in an open, almost like an open manhole type of area ah. uh, into lower caverns. And you can actually see from where you are that the glowing that you saw before was more new mine crystals on areas that are much, much lower. If you had to hazard a guess, you'd say they're a couple of hundred feet below you. hundred feet? A couple okay. of hundred feet below you. <laughs> and below that, you can't see anything else. There's just murky, black darkness. Pull me up, pull me up, pull me up, pull me up, pull me up. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I'll, I'll t- yeah, I know. So imagine if it was was around his neck, and I kept failing the strength check. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking hell! The first two points of damage. Two so points of damage. This is everywhere then, where the the light isn't around no. these crystals. No, it's just specifically. I'm not going to tell you that actually. No. Where where <laughs> exactly are they stood now? Uh, they are. Yeah, I was thinking that. Yeah. Yeah, they said the they said the murky blue area or the light blue area, which is up here. Yeah, I was I was aiming for about here. Yeah. Yeah. So that's where they are now. Yes. Oh, and this, right? Okay. Right, and that's where they're falling down. Right, okay. Yeah, I thought it was much. water. To be honest. Sorry, so I'll be fine. Sorry, I thought they were here. Like as soon as I walked out the light, this was going on. <laughs> no, no, no. I kind of purposely made this all a little ambiguous. I can't make it too easy for you guys. Did you, did you roll the strength check? Yeah. Roll your... <laughs> Natural one. Oh, God. We might actually well... have our first character death for you. Yay! <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't even a foul! Sure. Unfortunately, this is sometimes the way it goes. Uh, what I'm going to do as well, because... It's a natural one, so I will say this. If it is less than 20, if it is 20 or lower on these, then, uh, unfortunately, Gregor, you might plummet to your death, maybe. Um, Just to show as well that it's going to be completely above board as well. I can't move this camera down because it's now affixed. But uh, I'll send you guys a photo of what it is. I'm dead eye. I'm, I'm dead. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> Do you know what that is? Yeah, we don't know. <laughs> has it has it come through on Discord yet? Ah. Yeah. Uh should have done. Oh wait, no, it's not sand, that's why. What is so, it? It's, not, it's, it? It's in the players' chat. If it was lower than 20. Oh, for fuck's sake. <laughs> this is six. <laughs> it's nine? And, oh, is it six? No, nope, it's, it's a six. Um, Doesn't matter, it's less than 20. <laughs> um, imagine if I didn't do that then. He could. He was going to roll a dex save to see if he managed to grab onto the side, but you've kind of taken this agency away from him now. <laughs> so as you're shout, um, as you're um, screaming, as you're screaming, pull me up, pull me up, pull me up. 
Rag, you kind of like try and yank the tentacle rod, but Gregor seems to be a bit too heavy. The tentacle yeah. itself snaps, and Gregor, you are now plummeting. Wait, can I? Uh, I was. Sorry. I was going to say as I make reaches to the bottom, can I blast guiding bolts as a like uh, to cushion my blow into the floor? I was going sure to try and get him before he before he's, he he passes down. Where is okay. he at right at this moment? Yeah, at this moment, he is literally just starting to drop. He's about 10 okay. feet lower than he was before. Okay, yeah, not yet, not yet. Uh, is, is he above... above that? So if I'm if I'm stood here on this square, right, yeah. and he, let's say he's fallen here, yeah, right, is he still at my level? Nope, he's 10 feet below you. 10 feet below that, so that's... Well, no, no, sorry, he, he's... At this point in time, he'd already gone over and you wrapped your tentacle rod over to grab him and he was going over the side so he was already about five foot dangling down and he's now dropped another 10 feet so he's 15 feet down this hole the rope i don't have it i gave it to Ivor. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um and i'm right at the other end of the cavern <laughs> yeah hello <laughs> just give me a second i was gonna say i'm gonna let you both have one I'll, what I was going to do is, if he was if he was up to the same level as me, as I was going to go round the side and then just fucking thunder wave to blast him back out. Nope, he is underneath you. But he's underneath me. He is um, definitely below. Have you figured it out yet? So have you got, have you figured out if I, how I'm going to survive? Right, I've got one I like, thing. I like hard games. <laughs> well, the the one thing I can do is I'm just going to cast Featherfall onto him. It's got a range of sixty feet. Okay. Uh, How long does like, Featherfall last for? Uh, it's one reaction which you take when you or a creature within 60 feet of you falls. Its yep. range is 60 feet. Um, it, dur- duration is one minute. Okay, I need to calculate something. Which is always what you want to hear a DM say. Um, uh, a falling creature's rate of descent slows to 60 feet per round until the spell ends. If the creature lands before the spell ends, it takes no falling damage and can land on its feet and the spell ends for that creature. Okay. That's the best I can do. That's it, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. It can possibly, yeah, just depend if it's falling for longer than one minute. Oh, 60 feet? Does it stop working when it goes past 60 feet? No, no, no it's, it's just a cast. Ah. That's just to cast it, but it's one minute of falling time, and then anything else the spell will end. It's only 200 feet. What, took a minute? No, I didn't say 200 feet, feet until it goes dark and you can't see beyond that. I was going to say, I didn't say 200 feet. I said that the islands were 200 feet. After that, it's just inky blackness. Ah, uh, so we don't know actually how deep this hole no. is. You have no clue, I'm afraid. Oh, could go into the abyss or anything. It could... Yeah, I am having to... Gregor, how much do you weigh? Uh, just give me a second. I'm, I'm having to science this out. Feats and traits. Don't know how much uh, you weigh. What would it be? What a novice. Um, ah, oh, here we go. Weight 203 LB. Okay. IB. 203. Give me one second. Failing that, I'm just going to shout up to Cyric. Sorry. Sorry. Yeah. It's your final, it's your final well, thing. Well, has Gregor got any tricks? <laughs> no, I've got none of that flipping. How Is tall it? are you, sorry, Gregor? It's like fucking uh, Max falling. 
I am six foot one. Okay, so... Uh, okay. Sorry, I know that maths isn't exactly a great thing here, but I genuinely have to check something out here to see how long this is going to take. Uh, Do I? I thought you said he was closed. Your terminal velocity is 37.13 meters a second. So, uh, let's call that 37. How long does the spell last for a minute, did you say? One minute, yes. So 60 seconds. Okay. So what are you trying to do here, Rag? So, um, thinking first, so the first thing that comes to my mind is Thunder Wave, as it always is. Uh, thinking that's it's below me, that's not going to work. Uh, I'm going to scramble as close to him as I can. Uh, I'm just going to pull the loot off and just face it down towards him and cast his feather fall. Okay, so uh, can you explain how that to, worked again? Feel free to grab onto the loot, Greg, if you can reach it. <laughs> yeah, you can't reach that. <laughs> Unless it's a 10 foot loop. Not now he's upside down anyway. No, no he's falling head first. <laughs> and I just bashed him on the head with his balloon. Oh, fucking hell. Um, so, yeah, can you explain how Feather 4 works again, please? Yeah, so I get to choose up to five falling creatures within range. Yes, so Gregor fall- is obviously one of them. A falling creature's rate of descent slows to 60 feet per round until the spell ends. So that's 10 foot a second, then. If the creature lands before the spell ends, it takes no falling damage and can land on its feet and the spell ends for that creature. Okay. Um, Alright, so yeah, Gregor, as you're starting to fall, you hear Rag just kind of like strum his loot as he points down to you and you're, you're dropping very fast. At this point in time, you have now dropped to around about 45 feet down. However... As you as you hear Rag strum his loot, you suddenly feel yourself becoming a lot a lot lighter, almost weightless. Your rate of descent slows very quickly. You are still falling, but you're falling at a lo- much lower uh, pace now. Right. Um, can I pull? I pull my quartz staff out and just dig it straight into the side of the rock. Yeah. Roll me a strength check, please. Also, I've realised that I didn't need to find out about the terminal velocity because it just means that the maximum depth that you can drop is 600 feet without dying. Ah, fair enough. That's 16. So you kind of jab your quarter stuff in and it kind of gives way on the side. It kind of digs in it a little bit and it's holding for now, but you are still feeling yourself falling a bit. You're grabbing onto it, but it's bowing this quarter stuff. Oh, so you're now man. kind of clinging onto the side. Uh, guys, I could do with a bit of help here. I've, can I hear me? Uh, yeah. At this point, I'm gonna say I'm gonna say that hearing, you know, like the group has heard Gregor kind of like ah over the side. They've heard you like they've heard the loud like 
of the tentacle rod snapping. They've all realised what's going on. They're starting to run across to you. Everyone is running across to you. Yeah, I have a quick rope. Uh, I need to see movement. <laughs> you are. I don't see any movement. Well, I'm wondering if I'm running because it's really dark. Um, <laughs> I was going to say it is very dark there, so uh, so you can I, run if you you can run if you want. You might just I, have to roll me a dex check. Do I have a bit of advantage with my glowing eyes, though? That doesn't really. Ironically, you'd have more of an advantage if you were still blindfolded. But your glowing eyes just kind of give off a very slight... It doesn't really... It's more ambient lighting from your glowing eyes rather than, you know, like, actually useful lighting. Oh, I, I, I just... I know you, Tom. And if I go running up to him, you're going to make me plummet straight in there. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I was going to say, if, you, if you're running, you're going to have to roll a dex check, not just because of that, obviously, but there's other stuff on the ground, too, and like you say, it's dark. Well, exactly, Cantrip, so. dancing lights, throw them straight out towards making a path of light. Yeah, there is now. So, right, you you know. Sorry, is Feverfill concentration or is it just a straight up just normal cast? Um, it's it's just a cast. Okay, that's fine. Sorry, I just wanted to double check on that. Uh, yeah, so Rag, seeing Ivok starting to make his way cautiously fully understanding of the fact that uh, Gregor is Gregor's got about 50 seconds until the uh, spell wears off at this point. You kind of like throw your hand I'll across and fall, fall like little orbs of light light the way. So yes uh, Ivan you can see. Right I'll run. <laughs> yeah, you, you run across and yeah you are now at the edge, you're at the precipice basically looking down and as you look down you can see kind of Gregor just hanging on to the quarterstaff as it's bowing and creaking slightly. The rest of the group is also there just kind of looking over just, oh, what the fuck do we do? Go on, uh, give him how, some rope. How, how many feet down is he? At this point in time he is around about 45, 50 feet. Sweet, I've got a piece of rope that's 50 foot. So I'm going to yeah, give yeah, you so I've also got rope. my infinity rope. You've also got my yeah, infinite it, rope. It, it, it's tangled though, so you'd have to untangle it and all that. I've got a 50 foot clean rope, so. Oof. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, so you drop this rope down. Um... Rag! Help us, other end. It's an heavy chap. Yeah. <laughs> yeah you, both gra- you both grab hold of it. You both got it in your hands now. Can, uh, I, both of you- can I, just before we start doing it, can I run down the back of this? cat thing so I get my foot on it so I can anchor myself uh, you can but it's not gonna re- the rope's no longer gonna reach that's about 10 feet away uh, yeah alright alright yeah we're so, dangling over the edge I'll yeah. run back <laughs> so as you guys are kind of like on the precipice with the rope kind of in between both of your hands um, it drops down to where Gregor currently is Right, I just grab it. Yeah. Pull my quartz stuff out. It just kind of. And I just grab it with both hands. Both of you are on me a strength check, please. Wait, it's Featherfall, though, isn't it? Who, who's so rolling strength check? Later. He will, but yeah, you still need to roll the strength check for it. That's why it's not with disadvantage. And it's Rag and Ivan rolling a strength check, please. Oh, oh Rag and Ivan, sorry, not me. Yeah, yeah, you're just kind of grasping on here. My 14. shite. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> oh my god. 
Please don't tell me it's another one. No. Four. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's not going to do, I'm afraid, guys. A 14 and a four. So, Gregor, you can hear them straining under the weight of trying to pull you up, even with Feather Fall. Um, and, yeah, you're not budging at all. You're not going any further down, but you're not going any further up. Can I just try and climb up? Climb Give me a spam check. It's your kind of like... <laughs> can I just call to Mimit as well and go... 22. Fly? <laughs> um, Gregor, you start climbing up it. Uh, you're now about... F- you're now about... F- 43 foot down. Um, as you're asking Bimit to fly, Bimit just kind of looks at you, looks down. If he falls, I will. At the moment, there's no point in me doing it. I, I won't be able to turn back into a human, and I don't think I can fit through half of these places anymore. I, I'm going to try and heave again then. Alright, strength check. Uh, Ivok, if you're doing it again. Can I help him 20. with the Not a natural. <laughs> Not a natural. Um, okay, yeah, you don't need to help him at that point. So yeah, he pulled you kind of like both hands, feet planted in the ground and just give it a strong yank up. You feel it come up this time and Gregor, pull, you pull up another five feet of rope. So Gregor, you are now around about 38 feet down. Right. Keep going, keep going, so I'm gonna keep climbing up again. Get your legs yeah. on the wall, Ivan. I gotta, well, I gotta walk back with the rope now we've got that little extra give. Yeah, I was gonna say it, you can rope. Wrap it around that cart. Okay, so yeah, it is now affixed to that cart, so at this point, um, yeah, both of you roll, whoever's rolling strength checks, roll strength checks then. You best do strength, Greg. 23. So, Greg, you now climb up another nine feet so you are now around about 28 29 feet away advantage Rex because I'm helping you um, okay eighteen so as Gregor is climbing up further and further up the row you're starting to find it feels a little bit easier to pull him up he you pull another, you kind of like just yank another nine feet. So, Gregor, you're now only 20 feet away. Grills. I'll just, I'll just keep climbing up as quickly as I can. I take a look back yeah. down to see the darkness. And that yeah, kind of... the, the darkness is all encompassing past those two like little ridges. Um, it actually feels like the darkness is trying to swallow you up. You feel like a, like an almost primordial dread emitting from that area. Uh, not somewhere that you want I just to start. Be. Trying to get up it even quicker. Uh, roll me a perception check, actually, please. Okay. And then a strength check afterwards. The abyss uh, 14. 14. As you're looking down, you swear that you can see like an almost faint red glow from even further down. Where this pro- like a reddy, greeny, almost like a poisony green type of glow to it. <laughs> Yeah, you thanks. think nothing, you, I was going to say, you don't really think anything of it, it's just something that you notice, but okay. it adds to the primordial dread. Alright, I'll roll for my strength. Yep. Alright. Uh, ten. So, after seeing that kind of like that light down there, all the way down, hundreds of hundreds of feet down, you kind of almost freeze for a second. 
Guys? Yeah, I'm gonna heave again. Uh, yeah, one more strength check then, please. I'm gonna help. Uh, yeah, just a just a normal strength check then. Uh, actually, yeah, with advantage. Sorry. Twenty-three. Twenty-three. So with Ivic helping you, you both hold on to it and just again one more big yank up. And Gregor just kind of comes flying up over the edge and just kind of like Ooh. barrels into the both of you. <laughs> you, you, he kind of like takes you both out at the same time. <sighs> God, where are they, Greg? No, <laughs> not all right. Go on, just get we myself back up. Nothing happened. Nothing I'm just going to really. stay away from that edge. Right, I'm going to wind up the rope. Okay. Yep. So. Are we going to learn something from this, my dear comrades? <laughs> um, stick together. Fantastic. <laughs> With that, Amri is just kind of, he's now walking past you. I do believe that Ivak has a very good point there. You could talk. <laughs> it was not I who had fallen off the edge of a precipice. No, but it was you that ran off when we dealt with those bugs back there. What bugs were? Exactly. Well, I'm afraid, Ivok, you cannot really chastise us for not joining in a fight if we did not know a fight was occurring. Because you walked ahead. And? We already said that if one of us, if, if we are travelling together and... Sorry, I've genuinely forgot the fucking line of track I had there. If we were travelling together and we are uh, in trouble, you as bodyguards are meant to protect us. You, uh, Ivan, you are Ivan. You, Ragnarok, Gregor, Raynor, and Fu are hired as bodyguards. Whilst, do not get me, uh, do not get me wrong, my boy, whilst, uh, whilst Ebchar and myself can, uh, look after ourselves, that is not our jobs. We can in an emergency situation. However, if we are being randomly attacked by creatures or uh, bandits or whatnot, it is your job to protect us. Do you understand? That is why you are on this expedition, as bodyguards. Obviously, Dravlan cannot, uh, cannot take part in battles as his uh, religion, although I would say his religion doesn't allow it. I have known many clerics of Lathander who participate in battle. Nonetheless, that is not for me to say. Uh, obviously, Redmond, whilst he would probably love the chance to fight, should not. He is simply an archaeologist. You seem to think I am confused about the contract between us. I am not. I am more than happy to get into fights and help you as those who wish, but it's very hard if we're not in the same bleeding cavern. Well, I tell you what then, Ivok. The next time that we uh, escort ahead and something attacks you from the rear, shout and let us know, because as far as we were concerned, you were pretty much around the corner from us. We thought that maybe Ragnarok had found another pretty crystal to pick up. <laughs> that was a dig at uh, Rag, wasn't it? Are you saying that in character? No, 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 I was saying that. Just, yeah. <laughs> I'm just going to look at Rag. 
that work for me. Anyway, we've sorted that out now. Um, <sighs> shall we? I just literally just turn on my sunbeam um, blade. Yes. Because that emits a 15 foot radius of light around me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you are now able to see the floor directly below you. Uh, so yeah, you you were able. Now that this is there, you can see that this actual giant hole looks to be around about uh, 50, 60 feet across, and about thirty feet like 30, uh, sixty feet wide, for, uh, 30, 40 feet in length. I say, Greg. Call my lights as well. That's a mighty yeah, handy thing you've got there. <laughs> it's sort of like. Something designed to stop you falling down a hole. <laughs> <laughs> I just look at it, it's like, I'm just too shooken up just to even answer. It's like, yes. 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 Well, yeah, we've got more important things ahead, I suppose. So, with that then, uh, with you guys finally having rescued Gregor. Oh, that was a close one. Yeah. <laughs> I... Do not like Amrius. <laughs> it's fair. It's fair enough. Just, I just don't like him. Just... I think I'm actually, I think I'm actually saying this at the edge of the cliff as well. <laughs> uh, okay. Are you actually saying that at the edge of the cliff? I've just murmured it to myself. Okay. He's winding me up. <laughs> he's, he's not heard you. He's kind of already walked on. Uh, as Rainer passes by, yeah, it's a bit of a wanker, but pays paid, right? And just continues walking. Yes, the shame is if I'm not here for the money, which I'm not. <laughs> I just, I just carry on walking free? towards these what uh, looks like uh, tracks. Like, yes, yeah, uh, so, tracks. So yeah, uh, as you guys continue heading north, you see that um, Ebchai is already there. He's kind of like crouched down, looking at this giant wooden turntable. Uh, there's some tracks leading off of it, and uh, tracks leading... So the tracks that lead directly upwards stop quite abruptly, but there are others that kind of like snake their way into another cavern. As he sees you all approaching, he just kind of looks up. Oh yes, you've decided to uh, press on with this cavern at last, I believe. Have you had your fill of uh, looking around? Oh, I have. I have. I'm ready for the next thing. <laughs> very well, very well. Um, these these minecart tracks, I believe it's probably in our best interest to follow them. If we are to descend further down, I believe that these minecart mine tracks will probably lead us to the next elevator. I so, say, have we not seen the bottom of this abyss? I, d I don't want to. I don't want to either. I've seen plenty. Magdor, can you not use your dancing, swiddly light things? Send them down there. See. Uh, yeah, I can do. Uh, How far do they? Oh, yeah, that's true. They, that yeah, this should be alright. Should they? Uh, 120 feet. So, as Gregor, Gregor, you kind of walked away with half the group, uh, with. Yeah, pretty much all of the group. Um, Ivok and Rag, you two are kind of like peering over, just like looking at each other, just like, how far do you think it is? Um, you also see that Redmond's just like, oh, wow, I bet it's really, really, I bet it's further than your dancing lights can go. Yeah, which is also 60 feet, which I thought was 
more, but it turns out no, it's only 60 feet. Okay, so yeah, you kind of chuck them down, you send them down, um, so they can go to a maximum distance of 60 feet away from you. Yes. So yeah, they kind of keep going, keep going, keep going, they drop a little bit further than where Gragor was, and then they just, they're gone. Ha! Well, it was deeper than 60 feet, what do you know? Yes, it was. If I had to, if I had to wager a guess, he kind of picks up a rock, just drops it. Five seconds pass. Ten seconds pass. Half a minute passes. A minute passes. Do you guys continue trying to listen out for this rock? I want to know if it goes past a minute. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Roll, roll me a, roll me a perception check. Eleven. Oh. Eleven and a nineteen. Twenty. Twenty-one. Twenty. Okay. Uh. 21. 21, sorry. So, Reich, you aren't able to... You aren't able to hear it at all. Uh, Ivok, it takes... I need to figure this fucking out again. Sorry, I've just calculated that completely wrong. Ivik, you're kind of like leaning over and just waiting for it still. Um, and after... Are you sure you want to be listening for this? Yeah. <laughs> Takes five minutes. Five minutes. Five minutes. Three thousand six hundred seconds in an hour. It's one hundred twenty miles per hour. That's far. (laughs) (laughs) That's far. I know it dropped into that. Well, it's a good job we had that rope, isn't it? Hey, Greg. Well, I was curious about those islands, but if we're not bothered, we could keep going, I suppose. <laughs> You're more than welcome to find out, but I'm not yeah, going to. No, I, I think we should leave it. Okay. Okay, so at that point then, yeah, you are all now kind of... Um, you're all now at this turntable where Gregor is with Amrius, uh, with Amrius and Abchar and everyone. As they've been kind of waiting, Gregor, um, have you been saying anything to the rest of them? No, no, I'm kind of still a bit shook up from that drop. That's fair. At this point then, um, Amrius just kind of, he's nodding along with um, Epchar, just turns to face the rest of the group. Yes, I would agree with my boy that uh, we've had quite a uh, pressing uh, start to this expedition. Uh, however, we must uh, soldier on, as it were, uh, and I believe that the best 
the uh, best course of action right now would be to follow these cart tracks. You see, um, if they are, uh, if there is another elevator to lower levels where this uh, this temple may be located, then uh, following these cart tracks would be in our best interest, as obviously uh, this would lead the uh, cart around to other areas of this cavern. And uh, if there is another turntable such as this, I do believe that it will be directly onto the next elevator. Many um, I'll old... be doing what you're doing, uh, Amurus. Glorious, glorious. Are you are you quite all right there, my boy? It was quite the scare, I believe, was it not? Just a bit shaken up. That's yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. yeah. That's that's more than fair enough. That's more than fair enough. Um. It just kind of like pats you on the shoulder. It happens to the best of us. Uh, take it as a learning experience. Look where I'm going. <laughs> yes, that would be the lesson. Look where you are going. Um, so at this point, Rag and Greg, uh, Rag and Ivik, you have also rejoined them. So yeah. um, are you going to follow them up the minecart tracks? Yeah, yeah, I'm going to follow them. Okay, so yeah, you follow this kind of like winding, snaking area until there is another opening. It is quite a tight squeeze. It is less than like four feet wide. Um, so as you are all approaching that, and there are two more um, minecart, 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 no, minecarts. Yeah, just minecarts. There are two more minecarts full of um, new mine crystals. Everyone, roll me a perception check, please. 16. 20, not natural. Okay. 6. So, Ivor, you're, you're a little bit too annoyed at everything that's been going on over the last hour or so. Meta, I'm fuming, by the way, everyone. <laughs> In-game. So, yeah. Oh, okay, okay. I thought you meant, you know, like, in real life, I'm fucking furious. <laughs> oh, yeah, because I said meta. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Meta, I'm so pissed off. Right, carry on. <laughs> Tom, you're such a dickhead. Unmeta. Yeah. No, I mean, I'm saying it as me, Gareth. Yes. Ivan is really pissed off now. That's fair. That's... A lot of people. So he's. Oh, from Amrius, you mean? Amrius, you two, the dragon. <laughs> What's oh Bimit done? Bimit's, Bimit's just like the perfect like picture of innocence. Mimit, Mimit's up there has been all right out of a lot of them, but because I'm on that level, I've about, just everything's pissing I've you about off. to snap. He's still in my bad books. So. <laughs> fair play, fair play. Uh, wow. Um, so yeah, you're too pissed off to notice. You continue just walking up. So you're pretty much kind of like squeezing into the entrance. I, I'm this. behind behind everyone though. Oh, you're behind. Okay, yeah. So you're you're just kind of waiting for everyone to pass by. Um, Gregor and Rag, you both notice that there seems to be a figure slumped across, uh, slumped against one of these carts. Uh, I go and check it out. Just shine my uh, sunblade just like right next to it. You just it. highlight that again. I didn't see that. Uh, I didn't highlight anything, but I will. So it is I... literally just against uh, this minecart here. Oh, oh yes. Okay. 
there's like a body slumped there, kind of like slumped against it. And as you raise your sunblade towards them, Gregor, you can see that it is a very battered, very bloodied and bruised crystal elf. Like the growths that have come out of him, a lot of them have been shattered. There seems to be some that were coming out of his chest and they look like they've just been ripped out. Um, his eyes, one of his eyes is completely cracked. The other is missing. And he's just bleeding profusely. Um, as you, dead. Well, funny you should say that. As you hold the sun blade close to him, you can just hear just... <laughs> yeah, can I stop the bleeding? Uh, roll me a medicine check. Because... <laughs> it's like, can I rip his head off? <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah, because whilst you're kind of familiar with the anatomy of normal elves, crystal elves, you're not... You're not sure if they're the same, really. Sixteen. Sixteen. So you can tell, as so far as you can tell, yeah, their anatomy is pretty much the exact same. So all it will require is some form of some form of uh, stemming the blood itself. However, um, given the amount of blood that this person has already lost. There is like literally blood pooling at his base. There's quite a lot of blood that's against the mining cart itself. Um, it's kind of like dripping off the mining cart as well. You don't think that this guy is too long for this world. No. Okay, I just, I just try and make it as comfortable as I can. I so yeah, as you're doing that, um, as, you're, as you're doing that for him, you're kind of leaning quite close um, and as you're getting closer and closer to him, you're just kind of like trying to shuffle him around. You just hear. It's not very helpful. Uh, you just hear a very quiet whisper of Ada. Ada. Do I understand that, Ada? Uh, roll me some kind of roll. I'm not sure what roll. Uh, roll me history because it's an ancient language. Ten. What? No. What's he saying there, Gregor? Ada, Ada, my famil. Ada, my famil. What language is it? It's Crystal Elf. <laughs> yeah, Ancient it, it, Elvish. Ancient Elvish, no Elvish. So roll me history with advantage then. I was going to say, I knew, I knew Il Elvish. You didn't tell me that. <laughs> Ooh, that's good one. I don't know Elvish. Yeah, Rag, you're just like, Ada, my famille? I don't know. <laughs> I don't does that know. mean? Another poppycock again. Uh, what is it, history? Yes. Uh, 20, not now. So, at that, you recall that, yeah, Elvish itself has many different offshoots, and Elvish itself appears to be an offshoot from this ancient, El uh, ancient crystal elf speak. Um, so what you can tell is there is a very similar word in Elvish for, um, similar to Ada, which uh, means help. And uh, Famille sounds close enough to family to you that you can tell 
that that means family. Oh. I, I'm not too sure because the dialect is, it, it's not quite what I'm used to, but it's sounding something along the lines that involves help and family. He just kind of, uh, that, um, he kind of like grabs onto Gregor. Mon, Monflares, Dunshell. Yeah, I get that help with family. Yeah, can I help to see if I understand that as well? Uh, you, you got danger at the very least straight away without needing a roll. Oh, okay. Who did this to you? of Miracle. I think that's the Merkel. cult of Merkel. Merkel, we! Merkel. He's just kind of grabbing, he's kind of grabbing and pulling you close so you can see desperation in this, in this crystal elf's shattered eye. Can I just literally look at him and just point towards where the trail's going? It's like, through there? We, we, we. One of the flares uh, uh, captured I just, I just, I just look at Rag, and I look at this point. It's like it sounds like the cult, the cult of Merkel's down there. It appears so. Are you, are you, are we wanted to go down there? Well, I think we, uh, we need to. All of us as a group need to. Definitely, That's all where of we're us, heading, isn't it? It depends if Amaris Reed wants us to go down there. We're all foolish. Amaris is stood next to you guys. All right. <laughs> You know, the group is all Sorry. there, pretty much. I didn't realise you were here. Sorry, I was looking at the tokens of just me and... <laughs> yeah, no, I've got me... I was going to say, I've, I've not... I said, like, when we entered here, we don't did, have to worry yeah, about the tokens now because it's too big an area. <laughs> yeah. I, I only really made this in case there was combat here. Um, oh, God. Otherwise, I'd have just described it to you all. Regardless, uh, Amory is just like, yes, of course... Uh, Despite whatever dangers we may face, we our entire intention was to come to the uh, temple of Merkel. Uh, can I? Ca- All right. Can I? Is he about nearly dead? Is he? He's on death's door. He's not doing too great. Can I try and cast cure wounds on him? Uh, yeah. Go for it. Uh, it's a touch. It's a touch. Yeah, so you kind of place your hand on his shoulder. And... I'll pull my, um... I'll just pull my dagger out. I'm ready to kill him. Say, Gregor. <laughs> shake my head. I can save him, I can save him. Don't worry. It's, too, just... it's too late for him, Gregor. I just, just... I just shout, heal. Heal! Start walking up and um, <laughs> so you're shouting heal. There's a light glow that comes through, but the wounds themselves don't bind. God damn it, heal! Try it again and again. The wounds glow, and it looks like for a second there's like almost like a glob of flesh that attaches from one side to the other and it breaks. And what is he? Is put, he still alive? He's still alive. 
Put my hand on Gregor's shoulder. Gregor. It's too late for him. I just look down to the floor and literally just sit down. It's like, shit. Rag, as you're kind of like stood over this guy, you feel, similar to you, putting your hand on Gregor, you feel another hand on your shoulder. You should probably let an elf kill an elf. This Raynor kind of puts his hand on your shoulder. Ah, fine. Greg, Rag, <laughs> go on. Yeah, so you oh, do she that. Fit back in. <laughs> I just, <laughs> I just had the image of him healing him up, and then you can walk up and stab him in the eye. He's healing. He's healing. <laughs> Straight. So he's like, oh, for fuck's sake. So, as you're as you're kind of walking away, yeah, I walk. Um, Raynor is now crouched in front of this elf and he's kind of like leant forward and you can tell that he's kind of talking softly to him. Um, you can overhear if you want, if you want to roll a perception roll. Yeah, I want just... to No, right. I, I don't. Yeah, I, I kind of just carry on well. walking. Okay, both Na- of you roll Natural perception. 20. <laughs> oh, oh, good, because I got <laughs> five. <laughs> All right, well, Rag, um, seems as it's a natural 20, you actually hear in common because, you know, Raynor doesn't speak ancient elvish but you can hear uh, Raynor just just be at peace be fine you've always lived underground so all this darkness is you know what you used to don't worry we'll find your crystally shiny dust spot of a brother family or whatever it is um, as that's happening as he's say- saying that you Rag, you hear this crystal elf. Why do you uh, insult your kind so so much? Uh, We are all the same uh, elves. Uh, Let's go in one family. It's transformed to our own uh, kin. And you can hear uh, Reynard again. Uh, Maybe if you know, you crystal elves that have been my kin could have been a bit different. You're all fucking freaks down here. But the, uh, the wood elves up top, they're, uh, they're very snooty. You've all got to fit in all the time. And, uh, let's put it this way. If you got abilities like mine, they'll cast you out. They spend their entire time hunting for you, so you might as well become a fucking monster for them. So... Excuse me if I'm not exactly happy about finding more elves down here, but you have my word as honorary kin, I guess, that if they're still alive down there, we'll bring them back to whatever's left up top anyway. Um, with him saying that, the half-dying elf just like, uh, What do you mean, uh, what is left up top? Is the, uh, is the residential area... Okay, is it safe? Uh, Raynor, uh, Rag, roll an insight check here, as you're listening <laughs> to him. Two. <laughs> you're not sure if Raynor is telling the truth here, if this is what he actually believes or not, but you just hear Raynor, uh, yeah, they're all fine up there. 
nothing bad's happened. Everyone's fine. They're all just... They're all just waiting for you all to return, so... Rest easy. Everyone up there's safe. And with that, it just kind of stabs this crystal elf through the throat. Just pulls out the knife. And just... Just kind of wipes the knife, pockets it, and just kind of walks past you all. He's very... His face is kind of lowered. Rag's got a tear in his eye from hearing all that. No, no, he doesn't. (laughs) (laughs) No, he doesn't. Yeah, he just kind of walks past all of you in silence, just head, like, down, face darkened as he's just walking down this, uh, down this tunnel. As he walks away, I'll just be like, hmm, in the throat. More gone for the eye myself. (laughs) Wow. Wow, guys. Uh, so I I'm just guessing... go. Come on, let's go, guys. Just like a bit angry with myself, not being able to save. So yeah, you guys continue, and you're pretty much now following uh, Raynor, who has taken point. Um, yeah, Raynor himself has like taken point here, and he kind of leads you around the track. Again, going around uh, another empty mining car. At this point in time, the tunnels themselves are getting a bit, a bit more snug. We'll say there's like two or three feet feet width in them. You can pass by. Everyone is passing by, but you can tell that some of the largest set of you, so Rag, Gregor, Bimit, they're all starting to, you know, it's kind of going Please. against your, yeah, it's going against your shoulders a little bit. You're squeezing through, but eventually. After another minute or two, you do actually come out into another small little opening. The tracks lead around, and you see what looks to be two turntables, where the minecarts typically would be. As you're like uh, approaching it, you see Amrius again, just kind of trying to take point as he sees the elevator. I do believe that this is our next point of ingress. This is where we uh, need to head down. I must warn you. (laughs) As Ivik is just making face. Ivik is stood directly behind Amrius, mimicking him. (laughs) Just like to the just just to the rest of the group. Um, Ivik, you actually see as you're like taking the piss out of Amrius. You can see Ebchar himself just struggling to not break out in a laugh. (laughs) <laughs> As you're just mocking his dad mercilessly, but he con- he continues. Um, I have no doubt that as we continue further down this these mines, these accursed mines, we are going to find heavier and heavier danger. One would hope that the, our next stop would be the. I'm gonna have to stop looking at the camera here because <laughs> fucking hell. <laughs> Uh, I would hope that our next stop would be the uh, Temple of Merkel itself. However, I would suggest that once we uh, once we exit this elevator, maybe we have some kind of rest. Uh, some of us, he's looking now at uh, Rag and Gregor, some of us have had quite a pressing day and could do with a quick rest to regain our composure. I agree. What? Let's go. Yep. Just bluntly, just walk straight into the elevator. Yeah, that is good news. I've nearly died myself, and I've failed to save someone else. So I'm not feeling the best. Yeah, it's not. It's not Gregor's lucky day, really, is it? Mm-hmm. 
Okay, so as you guys... This is right. yeah. I'm going in last. <laughs> yeah, so, Gregor, you're kind of like... Uh, not Gregor, Ivok, you're kind of like just waiting for everyone to pass by. And as they continue passing by, um, you kind of like just wait for everyone to kind of like pile themselves in. And you kind of walk in, you turn around, and you kind of like just shut the actual... Um, you shut the actual gate itself, just like... Um, I've loaded up the wrong one. Sorry, one second here, guys. Yeah, so... The gate for the lift itself clangs shut, just with a... And once again, the lift begins to descend into complete darkness and as you continue to descend all that you can hear again is the familiar ch -ch 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 of the clanging of the metal tracks against the lift finally though after a good five ten minutes of this ch -ch and literally no light at all there's not even one of those crystals in this elevator you're just traveling in complete dark and that's it really um the lift suddenly comes to a sudden halt and the gate slides open by itself and you are now stood in a single cavern with a single passageway and Amrius begins to lead the group through it but you cannot help but feel an omni ominous presence around you it is a lot hotter down here it is far hotter than any of you anticipated and all of you are starting to feel more and more overwhelmed. You're overwhelmed by the heat and by the feeling that you don't belong here. And not only that, but there is something else that you feel doesn't belong here. As you exit the passageway, in front of you is another large cavern. Or at least, what should be a large cavern. Instead though, crammed into the opening, almost as if some higher being has taken it wholesale and just rammed it into the into the cave itself almost like it's tried fitting it through a door that's several sizes too small is a large building you are not able to see the top or the sides of the building as the front covers the entire cavern and the cavern walls themselves have begun to encroach into the building and as you continue forward the sense of dread and fear begins to rise more and more until it is all that you can feel and Gregor you can feel that same dread that you felt as you looked down into the cavernous abyss. The building itself emanates a greenish reddish hue to it similar to the one that you saw before. All at once the dark black building is beckoning you closer whilst the red and green aura emanating from it is warning you to stay back. Lines of torches emit a sickly green glow and highlight a broken pathway that does not belong there. And at the very end of them, at the very end of this set of torches, there is a set of double doors that stretch almost to the height of the cavern. And in the centre of these double doors, spilling onto both sides, is a large white triangle with a jet black skull daubed onto it. And almost as if it has sensed your approach, the doors crack open splitting the skull and a putrid smell and billows of clouds leak out you finally found the temple of Merkle and all that there is left is to accept the invite inside
The Reaper, The Maelstrom, and The Thief is a Dungeons & Dragons show by Rollcast. Episode 12, An Unexpected Shortfall, has featured JB as Ragnarok, Coogan as Gregor the Last, Gareth Ryan as Ivor Kmylart, and Tom Crabb as the DM. Intro, midpoint, and outro music were all provided by JB. Editing and sound mixing was done by Tom Crabb. As usual, we'd like to give thanks and credit to the following for allowing us to use their tracks. Adrian von Ziegler, Alexander Nakarada, Alexandra Zelenov, Darren Curtis Music, Sword Coast Soundscapes, and The Seventh Midnight. Full links to all the tracks used are in the episode description, and all of these artists are simply amazing, so please show them some love. If you like what we do, and you want to show your support, then why not check out our socials? Follow our Facebook page at facebook.com forward slash cast that role. Follow and tweet at us on Twitter using the handle at cast that role. And finally, subscribe to our YouTube channel using the handle at cast that role. You'll be able to get episode updates, random bits of lore, and information on both Twitter and Facebook. And our YouTube page has all of our current episodes up in a visual format. Don't want to watch, but you still want to listen? Don't worry, we've got your back. Look for Rollcast on Spotify, Amazon Music, Podbean, Good Pods, and all other podcast platforms. Thank you again to everyone who's been watching or listening to this episode. We'll see you again for episode 13, The Temple, on Wednesday the 13th of May. <laughs> the last I checked, you weren't a goddamn elf. I think you might be right. <laughs> then Avarice puts his thing. I agree. And we all do the Macarena. <laughs> Tieflings and elves have always been at war, so I'm going to stab the fucking hell out of this one.